0: Everybody, welcome to another MCU episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubbardton. We've got some tape. Anyone got some tape? <laughs> Anyone got tape?
1: The extraordinarily humble Michael K. Hughes.
2: And uh, Bill Tucker. And... Still not ripe.
1: <laughs> that, was, that was my other one I had written. Oh, was
2: <laughs> I was trying to decide which ones I should go
0: for, and I'm like, that tape one just made me it's shake good. my head in irritation. So that's what Tape's we want. Tape's good. I right? like tape. Uh, okay, so this, we're talking about *Guardians of the Galaxy* Volume Two that came
2: out in 2017.
1: Uh, feels older than that. I think we talked feels, about that last
0: all time. Feels,
2: all of this feels older than what it is. Yeah,
0: yeah, it, it really does.
2: And I wonder if that's just a symptom of 2020. We're recording this in 2020. You're going to hear this in 2021, where I'm sure we're, I'm sure we'll still be in apocalypse hell. I'm sure we'll still be in what feels like nuclear winter. Okay, um, it's a
0: little bit better than it was yes. a couple weeks
2: ago, so a little bit. True. Oh, yes. Yes, it, yes, it is. We'll see. <sighs> yeah, it feels quainter. And I wonder if it's just a, yeah, a symptom of the time as we're in right now, you know, or everything's so important. So, hmm,
3: yeah, it Plus, feels we haven't a had
2: better. a Marvel movie at all this year. So. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't well, I, a thing. I, I'm actually okay with that break. But uh, anyway.
0: I was going to get health. my Scarlett Johansson movie. I am not okay with that break. <laughs> not okay with that.
2: Like I said before, just uh, like said, Sing is a a fine little family film, featuring her as a porcupine. You
0: know what? I'd rather watch Sing three times in a row than watch this shit again. So hey,
2: wow! I'm so shocked by this. All right, let's let's get to a quick uh, summation. Like like first impressions. Maybe we can talk about um, I guess the 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 movie itself. As far as director James Gunn directed it again, Um, good. I can't imagine somebody else with this property.
0: I agree with that, even though. I I love the first movie, but I don't know about what the hell he was doing in the second one. But
2: I think it's just a me thing. I'm interested to learn why. What about you, Michael?
0: Uh, I
1: know I saw this in theaters, and then the last time I saw it was three years ago on a plane, which is obviously the optimal way to see it. Always, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember most of it. I remember liking it.
2: What about yeah. what about this time around?
1: Nah, eh, less so.
2: I did too, less so. <laughs>
1: um, not quite I in s- Mike's camp, but uh, definitely somewhere in that gray area
2: i'm not in a gray area i still like this quite a bit but not nearly as much as i did before i'm still wrestling if i like this better or worse than the first one i think it's very different while being uh it does a lot uh, we'll get we'll get into what what it does well and what it doesn't but um yeah i i think i might like this to most of you guys then i still enjoyed it quite a bit and i think I'm, it does a lot of things right
0: i'm glad because i was worried all three of us would think like me and i'm like well, this won't be as interesting <laughs>
2: <laughs> but i I, I, under, I saw why and i I'm again, I'm curious to why you dislike it so much. um but I think the reasons you like it dislike it so much are the reasons I was cooler on it this time around yet it didn't bother me There's probably c- as much as it bothers you.
0: I know when I first saw it in theaters, I didn't like I, I if I remember correctly, I didn't hate it. But I was like, yeah, OK, that wasn't that great. And then the second time I tried to watch this movie a couple years ago on Netflix, I couldn't even finish it. I got to the forest with all the stupid traps and I just turned off the movie and never went back
2: until. The wow, company. that's just so interesting. It's funny. The last time I, I realized as I was watching it, I saw it in theaters, adored it. I thought it was, oh, my God, this is fantastic. I um, saw it again. But within the last 12 months, uh, I saw it. In the I've been in this house that I'm currently residing in that you can't see. So there's no context. Sorry. <laughs> um, I've been in this house for since Mar- or April of last year, April of, I guess, 2019. And I've seen it within then. Um My wife and I watched it. Uh, so I've seen it recently ish. And this is my third viewing Um, again. Cooler still really liked it. So I, yeah. And I'm like, I'm psyched that James Gunn's going to do the third one. Again, I can't imagine somebody else taking over this property. Um. After he was almost canceled, said Disney. Disney sure could. Oh yeah, Disney (laughs) was like, we're not messing with that. You know, again, twenty eighteen cancel culture was at a pretty high level. You know, a lot of lot of celebrities were getting picked off. Well, um,
0: plus and some
2: some rightfully so. Some that whole thing with him though was
0: kind of a troll on on hate groups in a way, too, because he had made tweets that he years ago, like over 10 years ago, and he apologized for them and moved on. I mean, they Disney knew they existed when he was with Troma Entertainment, and then a bunch of trolls were bringing it back, and that's what, and then they fired him, and and then they rehired him. I think I, from what I understand, at least it was like all part of a ploy to make Disney fall for these trolls.
2: Yeah, there was a lot of that going on. In 2018. Trolls were ha- some trolls were very happy that life was going their way. Maybe they're not as happy anymore. Who knows? But yeah, so as far as I'm going <laughs> yeah, to, I mean, they received, <laughs> they received so much backlash from Hollywood establishment. Like they received backlash from basically the entire cast came out and hit support him essentially saying, yeah, we all say terrible things at some point in our lives. None of us, I think I've said this on the show before, but none of us want our employers or family or friends or anybody to see what we did 10 years ago. like, us 10 years ago probably weren't great people, especially you know 15 if we were in college or high school, post-college. We all did horrendous things, and the trick is as long – trick. But the thing is as long as you <laughs> recognize that, grow and learn and don't double down, then I think there's a lot of room for forgiveness and understanding. Um. Yeah, moving on from those things. But yeah, that's kind of the, like the Hollywood establishment came out in support of him as as well as the, basically an entire cast. And Disney wisely didn't give in to that trolling and said, you're back. You're back. Please helm our third movie. Because, again, I, who else is going to do it?
0: I'm glad they I'm glad you're coming back because I do want to see a third movie and I'm hoping I enjoy it more. But I, it also just that whole thing was just stupid that they did that to him. Disney. I mean, it's just is trilogy. So, and so I think we should, should we jump into the movie? Yeah, so for it. Uh-huh. So, so this movie starts off, I mean, it start, I, I was enjoying myself at first, like I'll, I'll tell you when the click, there's a certain point when the click happens, but so it starts off in 1980 Missouri, playing a decent song that has more meaning than I, than I realized, because I think I must have blacked out everything of Kurt Russell talking, but they're playing the song Brandy. I never yep. realized that in that song, Brain's like, "Cause I always know, Brandy, you're such a fine girl. What a good wife you would make." Or of bullshit that is. And I never realized that it's about a guy who just can't stop being at sea, even though he has this woman he loves. He still has to go back to the sea. Yep. I never realized that until the movie. You know, blatantly told me that's what it's about.
2: <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, when Kurt <laughs> Russell kind of goes through the lyrics.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I never caught that because I mean, I knew the beginning. I knew, you know, you see the little plant that he that he put on the planet. I got a problem with that part too. But we'll get there and. You know, you have Kurt, you know, it's just like, okay, like, I, I I like Brandy. I like how they're showing how he knew his, you know, how he met his mother and how, you know, he, you know, she gets pregnant and all that kind of thing. And then it jumps to 34 years later where you start off with them trying to protect this gold battery thing or something. All right.
2: Yeah. I mean, before we, before we jump over there, um, sure. hey, Michael, what did you think about that opening scene? Well, Brandy's a, is a very good song. It's one of those cool little uh, storytelling songs, obviously, that you forget's a storytelling song because it's yeah, so ha- it's kind of happy and lively. It's a great driving down the road song. You know, I you know it's kind of one of those driving a, a little slower than speed limit, just kind of enjoying the moments um, on a nice summer day. Um, It's a great little tune for that. And it does have that extra meaning which comes back later what do you think michael uh,
1: we talked a lot about the soundtrack in the first movie and and this one this is one of the two songs that i recognized <laughs> it was this one and then the the very first credit song at the end and everything is really? like i don't i don't know this song <laughs>
2: You're, you didn't recognize chain from fleetwood mac wow no. okay i thought every i thought that was ingrained in our consciousness by osmosis or cultural design wow okay all right, we'll get, we'll get to Chain in, in later on. But, yeah, there's, the songs aren't as recognizable. Definitely agree. But they are, for the most part, I think this is a better soundtrack, honestly, than the first one. Um, Just the quality of songs are better. There's no godforsaken Uga Chaga and Pina Coladas. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, not all bangers, but, yeah, they're not all bangers, but they're, for the most part, pretty damn good with a couple of all-time greats. So, anyway. Yeah, I think it's opens good. Again, it's a little bit of mystery. Who's Kurt Russell? Did he have some digital mascara on or on his face, like digital foundation? Did he do that 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 stuff to him? Because
1: Probably. he certainly had a wig on his head.
2: Are you sure? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's a wig.
2: Yeah, pretty blatant. Um, it's a neat little scene. Kind it's just uh, cute and charming. Ends with that uh, the space flower, and then we get to I don't know. I want to say one of the one of the most recognizable opening scenes in the Marvel you know canon i would think
1: yeah so
0: really our first introduction to baby groot Which
2: is i great. hate baby groot you <laughs> oh, wow. are a heartless man yes, i am should. i don't
0: find him funny i find him stupid i find him annoying i do not like baby groot <sighs>
1: you're like you're like drax he calls him smaller dumber groot at one point
2: he does he's tra- <laughs> oh well, god drax in this movie mm garbage <sighs> <laughs> well, he's not he's not garbage but he's he is rather annoying and okay, well, I'll get may,
0: to I like Drax in the first movie because he just takes things very literal and, and it and I I, yes. I, I know it kind of feels like it was like a reference to autism too where there are just things that he just couldn't get on social cues but in this movie he's just a fucking asshole half the time
1: yeah this is where the movie started to lead lose me we don't have five different characters with different personalities we have baby Groot and four different Peter versions of Peter Quill they all act like he did in the first movie.
2: Yes, they, they do. Yeah, they've kind of melded. Although I can kind of forgive that because when you're part of a team like that, and again, the assumption is that they've been, you know, gallivanting around the galaxy doing stuff like this for hire, kind of like mercenaries. Right. So clearly they've been together for quite some time and sometimes personalities meld a bit. You know, I, I can see that. But if this is a this is the first example of the movie really understanding what it is and what people want, people do didn't really want space adventures so much from the Guardians. They wanted quippy, funny jokes. This is a comedy. This is a straight up comedy, in my that's opinion. Why I don't like it, which is why you don't like <laughs> it. I knew that's probably why you didn't. And again, like Avengers, like the, like, and you like Thor Ragnarok, which I know Michael doesn't like.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> for that exact reason.
2: It, the exact reason it's we're no longer in the realm of comic book movie with funny stuff in it. We are in the realm of a comedy with some space adventures in it. And your flavor for the movie is going to depend on largely on how much you enjoy the humor and and where they've gone with it. I agree. I remember this. This was the beginning when this opening. I remember thinking, oh no. I don't think I'm going to like this movie <laughs> because they don't have any distinction. They are just basically, it, it's it's now the Guardians of the Galaxy as a group are characters. But as the movie goes on, it starts to separate them a bit through the story. And that's when it kind of returns a little bit to those distinct flavors. You know, when you have Gamora and Nebula, their story. You have Quinn with his uh, triangle of dads, you know, you have drax with uh the bug girl, oh, the mantis. The bug girl. mantis thank you because with, with with the empath you know so as they separate into kind of their own side stories um and rocket dealing with his stuff which i think is excellent honestly his his side stuff is phenomenal now you get more flavor but right now you are 100 percent right this is now the jokey comedy beginning yeah you're right no one seems to have their own distinct personalities they're just kind of funny as a group and they're quippy and they're reintroducing these characters. Yeah, and they're reintroducing, which is fine. Uh, but Baby Groot, as kind of senseless and naive as he is, is still a uh, adorable and a sweet little boy, and I can't mm. help but can't help but enjoy Baby Groot. I really do.
0: I didn't even like during this whole opening. I didn't even really laugh. Like I was watching when they are playing. When they have the whole part where they're trying to fight, and you have Mister Blue Sky playing. I wasn't laughing.
1: They're but maybe fighting. that was a me thing. They're fighting Chumagorath for Marvel vs. Capcom.
2: (laughs) Is that what that is? Is that a real. uh, Chumagorath is just
0: a weird squid monster like that. Chumagorath is a real character. He's a Doctor Strange villain. We might get him eventually, though. I know Mike will be happy. No, I don't. Yeah, they just picked some random thing. I don't remember what they call it.
2: Yeah, I I wrote my. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: All that matters is Baby Groot was safe. That's all that mattered to this movie.
2: (laughs) Yes. Well, Baby Groot has to stay safe because he's an absolute good. He is just (laughs) a sweet little boy. He's a kid. He's just like a little kid. How much agency can he have? And he has, of course, a huge amount at the very end. He's he's just a little. And again, you would think leave him on the ship. Right. You know, why is he walking around this space battle? I asked that question. Yeah, Yeah, which is a fair question. (laughs) It's a fair question. Why did you stay in the ship? I can see him being precocious and wanting to be part of the part of the group. I, I like this beginning. I remember liking this beginning a lot more than mm-hmm. I mean, the first time around, you know, than this one. I don't think I laughed either. But again, I've seen it relatively recently, so the, the shine has worn off on a bit. There's yeah. some neat little gags that the Mattel football was dumb. Yeah, that's like, okay, come on.
1: But yeah. <laughs> the only yeah. part that got a smile out of me was when Gamora's like, Groot, get to safety, and he's the wave star. She's like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Exasperated yeah. parent. Yeah, I do really love the uh, – and there's a lot of exasperated parent moments with Groot, which I really uh-huh. like. They're really fun. I like you know Drax, of course. You know, they to fighting this big monster while Groot is just kind of dancing along to, like you said, Blue the the Sky. Blue Sky. It's a good tune. I'm not my favorite in the soundtrack, but it's, it's never, a nice little intro.
0: I never heard it before this movie, and I listened to a lot of 70s music and 60s, and I never heard the song before.
2: Yeah, this is a bit of a deep cut, I think. Um, I, I This is the first time I've heard it, too. Well, of course, my other than my other viewings. Um, but it's good. <laughs> It's it's a reintroduction. It's a, a lot of action. It's a big explosive. You're focusing on some a cute little but adorable Root But you're dancing. only
0: focusing on Groot. Like, I just want to see the action. I don't want to see a little baby Groot dancing. I just want to see dis- them fighting.
2: But I disagree. I don't care about the dumb space slug. How many space slugs have we seen over the last 85 movies? <laughs> like another space slug that we're shooting in the mouth with with lasers and such. We don't need to. Yeah, And I think this is, of course, the... Now, this, of course, is written for awe moments. Like, oh, how cute is he? He's dancing. And you see little kids dance. It's cute. They're ultimate absolute goods, little kids dancing. Even if you don't have kids, it's still just kind of cute. But yes, this is and this is not really reintroducing the characters. We know them and they're just fighting this beast as a team. And we get to an action point, you know, once uh once the radio gets broken.
0: Yeah, which I was happy when that radio broke. I smile. I smiled a little bit. Uh, I, I wanted to enjoy this. Like I, I, I think when I first saw it in theaters, I enjoyed this part. But for some reason, during this watching, I just—I mean, I came into this movie jaded, so I got to say that out there. I, I remember not liking it. and I was not. This is the movie I was least looking forward to out of our entire twenty-one set of this stuff that we're doing. So that plays a part in it too. I just get angry at this movie. I get angry at all this part. I get angry. Like, I did like the Gamora with a jetpack and a gun. I did like that. Like the whole part where Drax goes inside his throat for no reason at all—that irritated me.
2: I thought I it's thought that was very
0: angry.
2: on. I thought that was on character. Like I could see him. You know, they they, they said, you know, hey, your hide is his hide is too is too strong for the laser blast. So he's like, I'll just destroy him from the inside. It was like same thickness. Like doesn't ain't gonna help you any. Again, I could yeah, see that. Being there. I mean, if
0: you're well, yeah, your guts, you're not gonna be okay.
2: Right? Yeah, he's just slashing away at your uh, stomach lining. It's not terribly good, which is gross, man. When he's like hacking away from the inside, whoa. I can it's think better, of the Hercules movie, but
1: better than him being spitting that yellow goop up in the first movie,
2: Ugh. oh, yeah. good point. Yeah, that was I, that wasn't pleasant either. Just none of this part. I just,
0: I hate all this part. I hate the fat matter I hate the stupid sense of nipple joke that they make at one point. I hated everything. I was just like, uh, why are we watching this shit?
2: I I, it was fun. I mean, again, I think I wasn't guffawing like on the floor, kicking my ha- feet in the air, but it was it was cute. And again, I, that was a point where I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to like this as much as I remember. Because it is, it is a little trite. It is a little jokey. It's forced jokey, right? Uh-huh. It but- is very forced.
1: That yeah. was where my problem with the humor was everything feels so forced. Like, if the sense of nipples joke was just him saying, like, I have a sense of nipples, that might have been funny. But then have a rocket go, oh, my nipples, and rub it himself. It's like, OK, it's a little much.
2: <laughs> yep. it just yeah. keeps it, Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got, and you have, I mean, not to linger on this too much, but I think the scene is also trying to reestablish connections and, and personalities. You know, so obviously you have Drax taking things out of context and just saying things without, without, you know, like that emotional temperature and Rocket just being a complete jerk. Wow. Which makes his turn, I think, pretty fun and interesting. You know, Quinn just kind of trying to be the leader type and Gamora just, Fighting with sword. Like she doesn't really establish herself too well here. But it's cool. It's good it's a good visual thing. to cut a monster in half. Makes me happy. I'm like, all right, that's awesome. Thank you. And um they uh defeat the beast where and then um of course um we then get we then meet the sovereign, right?
0: The yeah, the thing. sovereign for those that don't know is uh her in the comic. Which means, okay. might mean nothing to you, but it,
2: no, it's No it means it. absolutely nothing to me. Well, what what is her? Is that like a collective, kind of like the Borg? It, in
0: uh, not exactly. I think, in, in I think it's a Garden- Tom Selleck movie.
2: <laughs>
0: in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, you, there's a very small scene where they see a gold cocoon inside one of the in the collector's room before it blows up. Uh She is the other half of that. That was him. That was inside there who becomes Adam Warlock. This is her. I forget who she become, but that's it's a reference to that.
2: And what are they? Because I just read them as kind of like this super powerful. Yeah. Collective that was, you know constantly striving for more perfection
0: in the comics adam warlock is like a god type character almost or like a sorcerer maybe a sorcerer is a better better he's just a big character but he's involved in infinity gauntlet which is what i thought they were leading up to and they were going to have adam warlock in that movie they did not spoilers but so that's all that's what it felt like to me but i mean again it's it's a throwaway line it just the fact that she just that's just what her character would be in the comics Gotcha. Okay. She's, She's not called that in this movie at all. When you look her up, it's her. It will not find you her. You have to. Her name is Aisha in this movie, but that's that's yeah. who the character is based on.
1: K- Kismet is apparently her her
0: other name or Kismet. I I don't know super well. I just know she exists according to Wikipedia that I'm looking at right now. Anyway. No, you you are no, you are right because I know of her. She was an alpha flight. Apparently. Yeah. So Nothing yeah, this that. is the point where we, <laughs> we. Why do I do this,
2: that? That's fine. This is the point where we. Uh, so then the sovereign lady, she they she turns over Nebula. You know, and do what you want with her. We have our batteries back, sweet. Sure they um, do. She mentions, yeah, well, uh, she mentions how Quill has a, a strange genealogy, which is kind of a very throwaway, throwaway, uh, you know, foreshadowing that you probably don't remember. Um, and then they uh, leave. We find out that Rocket has stolen a whole bunch of batteries. And uh, Drax completely approves. I actually had a nice chuckle at that. He's just like, yeah, good job. These guys suck. And then we leave to the song Lakeshore Drive. Which That is
0: irritated that. me that he stole the batteries. It well, really it's in
2: character. It's in character, though. He's he is out for himself constantly. I it, it's funny because I can't remember if in the first Guardians, if he has like a softening of his personality, you know, like he does in this one, obviously, because like, he's the most extreme character in the movie, um, other than Drax, really. Yeah, I yeah, I didn't I didn't take offense to it. It was just you you your brain goes, "Oh no, this is not going to end well." And of course it does not.
0: Yeah, no, that I don't know. It's, I mean, I know it plays such a big part later in the movie and it, you know, you know, cuz yes, he actually used the bag, which I didn't catch that before, but I just don't I don't like it. Because it feels like it was it, it if he just wouldn't have done something that didn't make it that was just a stupid thing to do. Well then, the movie wouldn't have moved. So, thank yeah. You. Well, the
2: movie wouldn't the movie wouldn't exist, sir. <laughs> you need a catalyst to let's to, to get the plot going, right? So, yeah.
0: I just I, I would have liked a better catalyst.
2: Okay, I mean, that's fair.
0: I would have liked it not to have been just Like you, you hired you. You're hired to protect something. You protect it. So instead, you just steal it when you're done, thinking they're not gonna notice.
2: He didn't care. Yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he cared yeah. whether they noticed or not. It I wasn't know. like he wasn't trying to like. Like subterfuge, he figured by the time they noticed they'd be across the galaxy by then, so yeah, how that works. I, I, I I think it's very in character. he doesn't care he's never cared yeah I, I don't he steals like
1: batteries Rocky. he doesn't need as they call back to later, yeah,
2: he does he doesn't need them, but he just does it because that's kind of who he is and how he gets his validation and all that all that fun stuff
0: and hey, what was the song again that they were playing?
2: Oh, lakeshore drive don't remember I, off the top of my head who again, it's another
0: it. one that I just like like I said before, I really like this this era of music, but I don't know and I don't recognize any of these songs. Like even with the with the first soundtrack, I even recognize Uga Chaka, ooga Chaka. I mean, I recognize majority of those songs here. I'm just like, what is this stuff? Other than my sweet lord. My sweet lord, I I, I Yeah.
2: I and that's that's a gorgeous song. Um, but I but I like that. I think that's good. I think that's really good. I actually prefer that to playing all the hits where people cause instead of ooh, I know that ooga chaga i heard that at someone's <laughs> wedding you know like instead of just pointing at the screen slack judd like ooh, yay i recognize and then getting thrown out of the movie that's what happens. <laughs> here it's just integrated it's in there more and you're like i don't know this song but it's it fits and uh, lakeshore drive it's a fine song and it fits this very well kind of this kind of this leaving so and not that's... the best integration but it's it's a good tune
1: it makes sense in the universe because if if Peter made the first tape, a ten year old making a mixtape is going to make all the hits, and then this tape is from his mom, so she would pick all the songs that she likes. Right, and might not be as played in that day and age.
2: Yeah, um, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, it's, and I think it's better integrated. I just think it's a better filmmaking choice again than having you know Pina Colada or even the good ones. I mean, there's some good songs, of course, in Guardians of the Galaxy, but again, you know that takes you out.
3: Okay.
0: That makes sense. I, I like I like what Mike's point is. That that makes a lot of sense to me now. Why it you does. have more deep cuts, not just hits. I'd rather have hits. So were they in an <laughs> asteroid field when they're running away, or what the hell well, was that?
1: The quantum asteroid field where they're I like know. jumping around. That's actually a really cool idea. It's
2: a very I, I wasn't cool paying idea. A
1: lot of attention
0: at that point.
2: Yeah, I know it's a very cool idea. But before that, you get, you know, you kind of get the the slowdown moment where we're kind of reestablishing, you know, Gamora and Quill have a little moment where it's clear that Quill has feelings. Gamora is hiding them, which is great.
0: I do like Drax, that.
2: Drax has a very um, sweet moment where he's talking about, you know, he talks to Quill. You know, some people dance and some people don't. And then he goes on about how his wife would never, ever dance and just stand there stoically. I thought that was very funny. And, you know find some pathetic it's very good very <laughs> cute. so that's one of the Drax moments i like when he's when he's wooden but not intentionally mean but again with Drax you, he's never intentionally mean he's just honest especially uh-huh. with uh Mantis which is brutal how he treats <laughs> Mantis but again you got to
0: that take bothered it me a it. lot
2: yeah i didn't like it either it just <clears throat> i didn't like it from just the way it felt but um again from a character standpoint he's just being honest he finds it repulsive so uh, anyway we'll get to that point and then the sovereigns, the sovereigns, uh, approach
1: show they up in fact. their arcade games and searching, yeah. game. which
2: is so good. I love the fact. I, I mean, love the concept. That's a word we, we can use. <laughs> that's not <laughs> the word I was going to use, but we'll go with good. <laughs> what are you going to say?
1: We got four nice
2: opinions on this
1: part, apparently.
0: I thought it was stupid and I like this type of stuff. Again, like, I, I'm okay
1: with the remote controlled ships, So the fact that they make arcade noises is that's what broke dumb. me. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: I guess because, that's, I guess that's, I mean, fair.
0: it's good that you like, cause it is meant to be, like you said, it's a comedy. It's just, and, and, and you enjoy it. That's a good thing. Like, I mean, you're not the only one. I have other friends on Facebook who are like, this is a good movie. And I'm just like, I wish I could feel the same way, but I can't. And this one, I don't, I don't think this is a completely a me problem. Like civil war is a me problem. Like that's a good movie. This I disagree. <laughs> but,
2: and that's fair, and I, I I totally get the 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 arcade sounds that did hit my brain with like a Ugh, okay did you have to do that, but I love the concept so much of just these remote controlled remote controlled fighters. Sovereign realizes we don't need to waste our our human resources or our whatever resources. Um, that's I do really like the are. concept of it is like an arcade. That, you know, later on in the film where I think no, it's actually in this chase where everyone's kind of watching the last ship take on <laughs> the last ship. <laughs> yeah on Quill, and everyone's like crowded around like an arcade. And finally, he gets destroyed, uh, as we'll talk about in a second. When Drax bungees himself out the back of the ship, it, you,
1: yeah. suck,
2: you suck, Silac. You suck. That was funny. That. Yeah,
0: that was okay.
2: I laugh.
0: That was one of the few parts that I laughed at because all of a sudden they like him now. You know, even though they're all failed, but he dies in the end. You suck. I was. That might have been one of my. I, only, I think I only laughed three times in this movie. In a comedy, I laughed three times. I think.
3: All
2: right. I don't think I laughed. Like I had a couple. I had a couple really good like guffaws. Like, oh, that's really funny. Right. I don't think I was like. You know, again, I wasn't uh, peeing my, peeing my I pants. I was just debating anything, to but... get
0: a third beer throughout this movie. I was like, huh, I think I need more beer to finish this terrible.
2: <laughs> <sighs> I mean, at one point, I don't. I don't remember when it was. I got. I was
0: forty minutes in the movie. I'm like, oh, I wonder how far we got. And I'm like, we still have over two, like, over an hour and a half. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, and that happened. <laughs> That yeah. normally doesn't happen. I mean, with Sin City, it happened, but that was partly because that was Sin City. But with this, <laughs> I am just like, can this just be
2: over with? I mean, with Sin City, I, I threw y'all pitch you couldn't hit. There was no, there was no <laughs> way. There I'd rather no watch
3: way.
0: Sin City than watch this.
2: That's insane. Uh, I don't understand that.
0: no. no. My, my I, are you on the same boat? I don't no, think so. Oh, I would so much
1: rather watch this than that again.
0: There's a scene in this movie that bothers me more than a Sin all of sin city's gore scene there's a scene in movie that really bothers me which we'll get right. okay okay i don't um, know why but it bothers me every time i've seen it the whole drax facing that was stupid then when ergo shows up and it's a guy it's like it's kurt russell riding
2: a yellow balloon or white balloon <laughs> and
0: he's like waving God. at him i mean i'm just like I like with that. rains on it
2: He's has rains he's just kind of coming in like this weird white knight sort of
0: thing just, it was couldn't he just have been in the ship so they think he's just a guy in a ship, not riding a fucking
2: ship? Like, no, cause no, because no, that's not funny. They
1: have to that's make a High man joke.
2: Exactly, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, because uh, that's, that's just not that's not part of a comedy. You don't do that in comedies. You need to have comic beats. And although right now the beats are too fast because there's everything is a joke. Like here's a joke. Here's another joke. Hey guys, remember comedy joke? It's too fast. <laughs> They slow it down later, and that's when it gets very good. And now, so yeah, Quill and Rocket are fighting over the the controls. I I think this is well executed. All I felt weird. Um, I just felt like, oh God, guys, come on, really. But it's two egos going at it again. I I can see it. Um, but it, it did what the movie intended, which caused some dread and realization: of what's going to happen? There's no surprises. Hiss the asteroid. It gets they get saved by um Ego, as we just mentioned, and then they do the the jump point. They jump on out, and they crash was, land into the planet of Ego. Or oh, well, No, they no, don't. they
0: crash in the forest of some random oh, yeah, yeah. planet. Yeah, the no
2: Endor. Reason.
0: Yeah, I mean, they in have the Nebula capture, just where you have the stupid... Earlier, you had the stupid joke that we made We made a reference to in the opening of this episode, where there's some root that Nebula's hungry, and Gamora's like, no, you're not ripe yet. You can't have it, and she's tied up, so she can't get to it. And I just saw it, and I just went, do <laughs> you know, They try to pay it off, and well, it doesn't pay off for me, but I, I didn't like any of the stuff. You have Ergo, you have Ergo, what is an it, ego? Ego, ego. Yeah, ego. Ergo, I know a couple of times they kept changing. Yeah, ego shows up, and then you have okay. I don't know if this is a kind of a reference to the real Guardians of the Galaxy uh, when they go to the ice planet, and you have. Yandu with his sex robots and you have all the ravengers there's that part where sylvester salone shows up and is telling him where they give a little bit of backstory that they kind of they don't like Yandu because he dealt with kids kind of referencing how he was picking up kids for ego um sylvester salone is actually one of the original guardians of the galaxy that's the character he's playing starhawk and it doesn't the original guardians of the galaxy are starhawk Yandu. i don't remember the others but that's one of them but it doesn't matter 'Cause the original Guardian of the Galaxy nobody cared about. This is the <laughs> no. first version of the Guardians of the Galaxy that we're that we're into right now. Yeah,
3: yeah
2: I like this reintro to Yandu. Um kind of seeing him post Coitus, I guess. Um, that amused the, me though.
1: Yes, it was a very odd moment.
2: <laughs> it was odd. It was kinda <laughs> like I was like, oh, especially when she,
0: like, all of a sudden she shuts herself off. I'm like,
1: ah! He just kind of, like, nods at her, like, yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> and it amused me. Okay, this is the, one of the other times I was amused by this movie, but not because of the movie. I was just amused. Yeah, I, I think don't it's think that new- was meant to okay. be a joke.
2: <laughs> no, it's actually not, and I didn't take it as a joke, to be honest. Like, I took it more of, like, a, a bit of yeah. sadness, you know? like Yeah. yeah. And, 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 it's there. I'm sorry, go ahead. That's what it's there for. Yeah, which is good. It's a little bit of a kind yeah, of a pathos and kind of just a little bit of that kind of drama of him. It's like, oh, wow, okay, this is, this is not, it, something's wrong. He's just feeling kind of empty and goes downstairs, finds uh, Sylvester Stallone, and uh, Sylvester Stallone, I actually wrote in my notes, I'm like, why, why is he being such so, such, a, such a dick? And then, I, you know, obviously later on you realize that Yondo's been exiled because he was carting kids around, which is against the code of the Ravagers. He must have carted a million kids around, my God! Well, they only know about four.
0: No, but I mean, like later on when you see that part. Oh of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there <laughs> were thousands of bodies in there.
2: No, see, I didn't, I didn't read it that way. When you, when you see the, the giant vault of, of ugh, God, baby skeletons it was really, really hard. Uh, or you know, all those skeletons of different races too, right? Different creatures types or different creature, jeez, different like alien races and such. I, I know I read that that ego is using a bunch of different people. I read that as oh, he was. Okay. Just ferried a few, like you know, because there's no way there's no way the audience would allow someone to get away with filling a vault of of, of skeletons. Like, there's no way the audience is going to forgive that, which is why Ego says even, you know, ferried a few kids back and forth for me. That okay. tells me again that there was a Sorry. lot of different intermediaries he was using.
1: He overlooked it because he kept them rich because like, right, you bring a, a, the second kid is like, hey, what happened to the first kid I brought? Here's money.
2: Don't worry about it. <laughs> right, exactly, and you know, and then that you know, again, people do things that they they deeply regret, and that was definitely one of them. Uh, but yeah, so you know, still, sliced alone, basically, says, "You're out. You can't. You're never gonna see the, the things of Valhalla and the, the thing of that." Um, and then we get a moment that I did not like, um, and I, I'm sure the you Howard guys Duck agree. Cameo? Since you, what's that? The Howard Duck cameo you didn't like? Oh no, I, I completely forgot about that until you said it. That sucked. That Gotta throw dumb.
1: him in there, because why yeah. not?
2: Why not? Because uh, Oh,
0: um, Seth Rogen, or not Seth, one of the Seths, I can't. I think it's Seth Rogen, is the voice of Howard Duck for that one scene. Okay. Oh, and I want to make a Smallville reference, so what did you think about Lex Luthor in this scene, from Smallville?
1: Yeah, Michael Rosenbaum is Martin X, the disco ball face guy. What? He's the
0: ice guy that has one line this entire
1: movie. And Miley Cyrus has a line later on, too, Is one of the other members. <laughs> I it's a weird, weird pull to get, big name, well medium name <laughs> celebrities for, for one line. Michael Rosewell made ain't big anymore. No, no, no.
2: Yeah. I didn't recognize. Well, I recognize who is the other one that you, you mentioned.
1: Uh, Miley Cyrus is the voice of the little computer head at the very end. <gasps> Miley the... Cyrus.
2: Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Huh.
0: Cause those are all, all those characters are part of the original guardians of the galaxy from the comics. And I think there was a dear I'm assuming they're going to be in, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, maybe, like a side thing. I mean, I felt like that's what they were setting it up for, but who knows?
2: Yeah, well, the end credits, the end credits. Oh, yeah,
0: exactly Seth set Green It's the voice of Howard the Duck. Oh, OK, I had the wrong Seth. All right. I knew it was a oh,
2: Seth and Green
1: from Castle was his date, apparently. Jeez,
2: mess that. When, you know, when actors like a director and they like a property, they'll just come by for an hour and say, hey, yeah, we'll do a little I voiceover. Mean,
3: you give her the
1: chance to be in an MCU movie at this point, you're probably not going to turn that down.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, he goes for coffee. He's like, "Hun, I gotta go. I got some errands to run. I got to drop the laundry off, pick up dry cleaning, and which is laundry, uh, get my medication and, oh yeah, I'm doing a line for a Marvel movie. So yeah, a couple, maybe three hey, or four welcome. hours. Is that cool?
3: <laughs>
0: oh, and I can't remember if I said this, but Yandu is also one of the original guardians. Yeah. Okay. Did. I did say that. Yeah, that's fine. No, okay. that's fine. He's also an archer. That's that whole reference of the stupid arrow. What? Huh. I, I, yeah, he's an archer in the comics oh and he also has that big fin on his head in the comics too that's where that's from
1: <laughs> he said like archer he said archer and i thought the show and then he said so did and I. I thought the show and i'm like whoa, what are we talking about Wait, what? <laughs> gotcha. yeah. i'm with you lowercase letters
0: Got you. Uh, Gotcha. sorry i didn't okay so you were saying bill before i cut you off about uh your, about the, the best one of the best farce, oh,
2: <coughs> of this movie um <laughs> I mean, when uh, when when she when the uh, the uh, sovereign lady approaches slowly and regally into this mm-hmm. uh, bedraggled snow planet and then her her uh, her her, her uh, whatchamacallit her carpet gets stuck. Is that supposed to be funny? Yeah, it is it's supposed be to be funny. <laughs> it's okay, not funny. It's not okay. good.
1: No. I'm going to uh, spoil part of Ragnarok. This is my problem with that entire movie is They undercut every serious cool moment with a stupid joke. Yes. Like, and what's wrong with just having a cool moment? I hope and I don't it.
0: dislike Thor Ragnarok when I watch it this this, oh, this third time. I hope I don't dislike
2: it. I don't think you're going <laughs> to like it now, my friend. I don't I ex- think so. I
1: expect to dislike it more than I did last time. <laughs> time. It's,
2: it's it's this. I mean, this is this is Ragnarok for a lot of it. So, yes, that's a very good point. Every, every solemn moment, you, you can't breathe or have a scene without some sort of joke. And again, that kind of eases up towards the end, which is why when this movie really breathes, it breathes big, um, and I and I, I really enjoy it for that. Again, a lot of the jokes work, but again, if you're going into it thinking it's a comedy, you can swallow these things better. This is not again a gallivanting space adventure. This is a comedy where people shoot things in space. And
0: you you also have a small line right before this where Taserface, face fucking dumb <sighs> shit. I love uh,
2: that. No, I love Taser <laughs> face. Taser face is such a good bit. I, I mean, really you did like, like Sin
0: it. City a lot, so okay, I'll I'll pass that. <sighs>
2: I didn't say a lot. I, I, I <laughs> younger Bill liked in. it a lot. Younger Bill loved, loved it. You kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate
0: everything with. I hate every single thing about Taserface. Everything about him. It's another
1: thing that could have been just a throwaway joke that the audience could have like put together themselves, but then we have to have Rocket spell it out for everyone.
2: We'll get there, but, but I, I yeah we'll get there because that's 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 further on in. But yeah, to me at this part very shortly. It yeah, he has a, a brief moment with ego that he basically kind of explains a little bit that Ego um, hired Yondu, but uh, decided to keep him. And we obviously learned that Yondu was not the best father figure. He was a bit of a jerk. You know, hey, listen, a lot of people can relate for sure. And then you also get that moment with Drax and Mantis, which kind of, that like, pet the puppy joke when she goes to pet Rocket, and he plays the practical joke on her. And it's really unsettling and mean. And again, Drax is really mean through most of this. Movie as we already said, but like the last like ten minutes of this movie, he's an asshole to her. Yeah, and even then, his 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 kindness is 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 dashed a bit with 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 jerk face kind of kind of energy. Yeah, I, again, yeah I, I didn't don't I didn't that. love the way they treated Jacks Drax in this because again, it's just too much, over the top. It's not endearing and it's not endearing. Like oh, he just doesn't get it. He's just being honest. He this is him just being thoughtless.
0: Yeah, and that's and, my and problem.
2: Being, being mean, yeah.
0: Because in the first movie, I know one of the references that people have made that he's kind of like, he comes off as autistic. And I, and I thought that was really cool. to have. A, and in this movie, he just comes off as a complete asshole. And I'm like, why did you take this character that was just kind of very literal and just didn't understand social cues and turn him into just an asshole? Oh, it bothered me a lot.
3: Uh-huh.
0: I think that's another reason why it bothers me, because I think it's a good, it's a good character that some people can relate to in the first movie. And the people who relate to that character now are just you know the character they like now just a complete asshole for no reason so that's yeah. i think that's, a, that's one reason why it bothers me more than it might have bothered other people so kind of a personal reason
3: i agree uh, yeah,
0: like i agree bill,
1: bill said at the beginning is like this is what people wanted from these movies so we got to overcorrect and like drax yes. was good yeah. Drax was a big hit let's make him <laughs> like that much worse
2: yeah later on in my notes i write down and i'll find it that's when i get there and i said this is the point where i realize most of this movie is drax laughing he spends a lot of time going,
1: <laughs> probably the, the mantis empath scene, I would imagine.
2: I think that's right. probably it, yeah. This, I suspect that is right. Yeah, I don't like the way they treat Drax in this. He's definitely a low point. Again, he has his turn, but it's a bit unearned because he's just, we, we, if, again, if you're not here just for the, for the, for the chuckles and you're kind of watching it a little more you know, critically or watching it more as just a movie as opposed to just a laugh factory, you, you kind of get that, uh, This is this is not this has been unsettling, especially because Mantis is so innocent, like she's never been off her planet, like she should be treated with some kindness. Well, and also because she's, you know, a person. You know, just a person. Could you treat him with kindness, please?
0: Yeah, that also bothered me too. That you have a character who's who's not you know very aware of the world, and and here she's being introduced to the first people she meets, and's a fucking asshole. Like that. That that's another part that bothered me.
2: Right, and the, and the person kind of introducing her to the ways of the world is basically making laughing at her expense. Like, yeah, literally saying, saying, "Oh, you're so naive." When he's equally naive, just in a different way. Yeah. yeah. No. Well I, well, I didn't like this at all so I'm, I'm siding with i'm gonna go on your side for a bit let me just walk <laughs> on over to the screw this movie side
0: i'm okay with that i'll take it you're, you're, you'll be accepted <laughs> no i'm glad that you didn't hate this movie okay i'm glad that that we each have different opinions of this movie so far that like i completely despise it mike's like eh, and you're like yeah it's okay like you're we're, none of us are i'm glad i'm glad it wasn't just all three of me It wouldn't have been as fun
1: yeah, well, that's how I thought uh, Iron Man Three was going to be, and then you turned out to be a wild card in that one. Yeah, I,
0: I you know, I still don't understand how that happened.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I still, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't get it.
0: I actually um, want to rewatch Iron Man Three now because at least
2: I'll enjoy myself <laughs> again in the box, buried uh, somewhere. In, like, the shed. It's, like, it's in there with, like, the hammers and, like, my nails, like, in the shed. You're like, why the heck is this in here? Huh. <laughs> I must really hated it. Um, You also get a cool little moment Um, with a actually campfire, What's that?
0: Fire scene with Ego. And yeah. you have the sad dad story.
2: Yeah. It's, it's setting it up.
0: I told him my dad was David Hasselhoff. Huh? You know, it has that whole part.
2: I thought that was sweet. Again, I could see a kid doing that. You and know,
0: what, that bothered me like I was okay with this part, but this is where the movie like is jumping around so much. Where you go from you know real stupid comedy to a very kind of depressing, like you know, touching scene, and then you go right back to some dumb comedy like right afterwards. I'm just like, this movie's jumping around too much for me.
1: Him describing the stupid plot of Knight Rider is hilarious though, because it just makes Pretty it good. sound ridiculous. <laughs> it really does. Cause it helps them fight crime.
2: Because it is literally nonsensical. It's pretty it's pretty great. I actually dig this because, again, this is um, yeah, this is a sweetness. But the, but the movie does this a lot. And again, to varying levels of effect. Instead of having things in the film that pay off later, but they're in there naturally, they're setting up like volleyball spikes, right? So they say Hasselhoff. And you're just going to be like, all right, when's that paying off? <laughs> when are you oh, spiking Pat that Sanders. one, movie? When you? Yeah. Oh, there you go. This thing. All right, spike that one. So this is a big, obviously spike where you hear Hasselhoff, and you're like, okay, is he gonna that's, show up? Because that's I don't know, like if he's gonna show up, but uh, maybe. And then he does. Let's like, talk ah, about
1: the Pac-Man setup later. I'm
3: like, oh, well, that sucks. I'm back yeah, the Pac-Man
2: one sucks. I don't like that at all. That, that's that was stupid. terrible. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. That's that's bad. But uh, yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, but uh, again, you need these slowdowns. You can't. At least the movie is smart enough to realize you don't need to be. Just, again, a, a laugh factory constantly. We need time to breathe and set some characters up. There is a pretty rich story in this. Um, if you dig through all the jokes, there's a very cool, deep story about, um, you know, missing a father matters to a son and a father figure as opposed to a paternal father. And, yeah, there's lots of cool themes in here. buried beneath a um, a blanket of guffaws or attempted chuckles. So... So then we leave. We're off to ego to mm-hmm. oh, the song, chain. The Chain. Okay. okay. So I, was I just, wait,
0: That's what I was going to say. You said it for me. All right, go for it. You know, you're just going to say that I wanted the song, The Chain.
2: Yeah, The Chain. It's phenomenal.
0: I it's, don't it's like Sleep with Mac song. Ooh, what? I don't like it. I like Fleetwood Mac. I've seen Fleetwood Mac in concert, but I don't like the song that much. Oh,
2: like the Chain? Oh, my God. It's, like, it's probably one of my favorite songs off of one of the top 20 it, best albums ever written. Which it's is on good. rumors, right? Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: okay. like I, I actually I know stuff about Fleetwood Mac. Like I said, I've seen them. I didn't. I maybe at one time I liked this song, but to me the song just kind of like eh.
2: it's a beautiful slow burn. I think it's a, a good choice for, for no, I mean, it,
0: it's, it yeah. works. I don't know. I was just I think I was just so <laughs> angry with this movie that everything that happened, I was like, Arr!
2: not even Fleetwood Mac, <laughs> not even the chain, which is probably one of the best songs on rumors again, yeah. which is a top 20 album ever made. Not even that could rescue you from your disdain.
0: No,
1: I, I was
2: just
0: now, and I do not recognize this song at all. Oh um, wow, okay. I was going to say, I, where were you in the '70s? But I went, oh yeah, you weren't alive. So okay, I'll give, some, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you some credit. I wasn't either, but I I listened to a lot of '70s music because of my dad.
2: Yeah, that's cool. I I, I mean, it, honestly, listen to listen to Fleetwood Max Rumors. It's if you want to hear an album uh, written and performed by a group of people who literally hate each other. <laughs> and are writing songs just to snipe at each other and say mean things about each other while singing it together the part that i love the rumors is complete fact and true what's that everything you said is true yeah no they despise each other they're all ex lovers and it's just it's it's just it actually if you if you listen to rumors very careful uh, the chain very carefully not in this movie but put on a good pair of headphones and at the very very beginning of the song you hear a whisper like he, he cusses it very, very small. You hear it faintly, and then the song starts because, again, the themes of that song is great. Excellent song. And I've
1: never, you actually heard that mentioned before.
2: Yeah, I heard it for the first time yesterday. I was, again, last night when I was done with the it movie. On I the chain. Sound. Yeah, on the chain, very, very faintly. And I had my big old monster headphones on, and very suddenly, it's like, in the beginning, it's like ooh, that's great. Some good little hidden hidden nuggets. Anyway, so they set uh, yeah, up after this recording. Yeah, they escape. They escape the planet. They leave Rocket behind and Groot and Nebula. Um, yeah, that's stupid. Well, I don't know. I don't think it's stupid at all. I mean, well, Rocket's got to fix the ship with his, you know, his uh, not Deus say de Machina, but it's a with his MacGuffin machine. It's just his oh, balls. Great. This is
1: references for very few people, but it really reminded me of Red Faction Armageddon, where you can kind of repair the things you destroy with something just like that.
2: Oh, really? Is that that's a thing? Real cool, neat. I mean, it's a cool little device, yeah. But it's kind of like a MacGuffin, and he's got to stay behind and fix the ship, and probably because he'd ruin things anyway. People are probably figuring yeah. out, like, and actually, there's another side to that too, where I think Quill says before that, like, "Are you like an asshole on purpose? Are you trying? Are you trying to get everyone to hate you because it's working?" Yeah, and that's and that is really uh, against starting that uh, that idea of rocket pushing everyone away because he doesn't want to be hurt ever again of course that comes up with yandu later on but yeah he's just mean for mean the snake and again it's 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 a little understood it's more understood with rocket than it is with drax like drax has no reason to be mean but rocket rocket has reasons too and that's the kind of character he's just been that kind of you know asshole character so i um, endearing asshole. But in this movie, again, he goes kind of full, full asshole.
0: I mean, there, at least there's a, a, a reason for it in the end of this movie. But still, it, it's bad. I like the line here
1: of Gamara asking Drax why he has so much luggage. It's like, I don't want group going through my stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> messing yeah with my stuff or something it's,
2: yeah, yeah. It's, it's a cute it's a cute line. The comedy's starting to get a little more integrated here um because they're doing things that reference the actual jokes as opposed to just having again a Mattel football thing in your hand or a pac man yeah
3: um, that's right. Which is,
2: which is good and, that, and that's important gotta integrate these things like Avengers integrate it in, mix it, mm-hmm. mix it all in, could you please, which Avengers of course does not for the and
0: parts. then you have the stupid love joke uh that irritated me where <laughs> <laughs> The one when when Mantis checks or does the empath thing to Star Lord, he's like she's like, he's in
2: love. Yeah, that goes on way too long. It's oh, just boy. stupid. It, it's it's it makes again, me
0: irritated.
2: It's a setup for Drax to yell. use exposure to his dark secrets, you know, for him to yell and laugh. Because, again, That's like I said, he does in this movie, most of this movie, he's, he's there guffawing ch- b- and laughing because Drax laughing was always a really fun part of Guardians One. So, like you said, the screenwriters are like, "Well, we have to have Drax laugh. Like he has to just constantly be laughing because that's what people want."
3: Not what yeah, I no, this doesn't work.
2: I, I like the fact that setting up what her her abilities and her what she can do, because of course that factors in towards the end as well. But yeah, I mean, this is this is kind of a, And again, I could see her exclaiming how he's in love because again, she's socially awkward. She doesn't kind of quite get the social cues. But, you know, Drax, it just goes on and on and on. Yeah.
1: Nassel. Sets up Gamora's great line, though. Mantis goes to touch her. And she grabs her wrist. Like, you touch me. The only thing you're going to feel is a broken septum. <laughs>
0: yeah, <but laughs> it's they, very good. They,
1: I will break your Later nose.
0: <laughs> in this movie, when she touches her arm, like, she is just like somehow that, it has an effect. So she doesn't need to touch her head. Like, and this makes look like she just touch her head. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty
2: sure I'm not wrong. And then she also mentions she can manipulate emotions as, yeah. e, instead, you know, even more than feel them, she can manipulate. So, again...
0: you can make somebody fall asleep when you're trying to rip a glove off their hand, too. Find uh, out later. Uh, uh-huh. Sure. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking... Oh, uh, we'll get there someday. Alright, um, and then you have the stupid... So, after you have that bullshit, you also have the night forest scene where the, they're coming, where you have all the traps, where Rocket has uh, decided uh, to <sighs> set traps everywhere throughout the entire forest for the Ravengers that they didn't know were coming?
1: I think he expected the Sovereign to show up, because I think oh, someone okay. mentions that, and quills like there's no way they know we're here i like this part it's fine
2: it's, i think it's great i think, we think see good.
1: rocket being a badass
2: yep we see him doing cool stuff um again being capable and able and and you know with his booby traps they're very clever um there's uh, lots of good physical comedy in this um you know <laughs> obviously which i prefer honestly to like some of the jokiness like we've now mm-hmm. kind of changed up to just people you know in a wily e. coyote fashion getting zaps
1: funny you say that because I was going to bring up until it goes full Looney Tunes and it shows the <laughs> shot above the trees and just the two groups of guys. Ah, ah. That, that broke me. Oh, yeah. That's broke, you know? it's it's like, a little much. I,
2: I figured. I figured. I, I liked that. I thought it was very funny. I thought it was very clever and fun. It was quick, too. You know, is it yeah. dumb? Sure, it's dumb. But it's you know obviously these people would be, of course, murdered. Well, actually, no, because it shows them floating. So this is just more terrifying to them than anything else. Um, but yeah, you get the needles in the face, which was like, ooh, Ugh. that was that was rough. Oof, needles in the yes. face, and you get the gravity mine. You get your head zapper.
0: And you get uh, Southern Nights,
2: and you get Southern Nights, which is a very the good song. Only
0: good thing about this scene, huh?
2: Are you you're a fan of that one?
0: I, I like the song actually. I'm Ooh-hoo. listening to it now. It's not bad. It's, it's I don't a like a lot of music on here. Like we we completely forgot to mention Undi ha the Unloved song by Jimmy Urin, It looks like Urine, whatever the fuck his
2: name is. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember that one.
0: I, it's on here. I have the whole soundtrack. Well, it was apparently when Yandu's at the brothel. It popped up in my uh, subtitles, and I'm like,
2: "What's what's this?" And then it went away. But yeah, yeah, no, I never. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't catch that one at all.
0: I don't even. It's very short. and It sounds very stupid. Almost. <laughs>
2: okay. Brilliant. Okay, that's why it's just a technical song. Is it what? You know, they would have
0: been playing at a play nightclub. Just, do, 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 you know, something like that.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, you I got again, it. I not really yeah so nice is a good tune yeah and it fits well again it's kind of got some some life to it and it matches the action very well again this is a well integrated mo- song that's not po- most film well, film go- yeah most film goers wouldn't know off the top of their head right a little bit of a deep track not like a major deep track it's a hit but smart 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 move you can focus on the fun and, and kind of absorb this cool song and yeah all things are good
0: and I, okay, there's a couple parts that like this whole thing, like where Rocket has his whole plan, and then all of a sudden his whole plan is completely shattered because one guy shows up with a whistle. Everything
2: turn the whistle stick. Love the whistle stick. I don't care what anyone says, and I hope, I hope, Michael, you can have my back on this one. Oh yeah. In the, in the last one, you love the whistle stick as well. Yeah, that whistle stick is no joke, and I love that thing. And I think it, I
1: even made mention in that episode that the scene in this this movie was better.
2: Yeah, you might've, you might've, it's so good. I mean, just how effective it is and uh, just dangerous. Like there's, it's kind of thing. Like how do you defend against that other than like hide behind something? But even then you can just loop it around. It's just like a, like a bee, but like a lethal insect. That's <laughs> just a gonna, murder <laughs> hornet. It's a, mur- <laughs> it's a murder hornet and it's, it's great. Oh, it's so good. And it just establishes him as just powerful um, yeah, you know, later on in the film, we have that Darth Vader moment where they're just walking and he's just oh, basically murdering an entire spaceship full of people with his, yeah, that's, his
1: that's the scene. Yeah. Mike, would you like it more for referred it to as bullet B for metal gear solid three?
0: i mean i i I don't mind the arrow just what bugged me is that rocket had all these plans but he didn't plan for the guy with the arrow
1: yeah the the one guy he probably should have expected yeah like that's the part that
0: bugs me that he had all these plans he's sitting here he's shocking people he's doing things and all of a sudden they just surround him and he loses and i'm just like it should have been a little bit more like they did something special not just they just walked up to him oh you got to me all oh i guess i didn't build enough you know my castle defense game i didn't have enough barriers built up oh i failed (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's well, how it felt it just remind me like one of those stupid little mobile games where you're playing a castle defense and you just and the enemy got to you finally.
2: I, but I, I think that's <laughs> fine. Uh, it's very, very funny. It's true. It's exactly what happened. But that's okay for me because that's what happened, right? He didn't have enough to take out everyone, so it happens, right? And then but can they just shouldn't
3: have been
0: playing up today. Oh, look! If I let's do it again, like you thinks be concentrating on like doing something.
2: Well, he didn't, he felt, he didn't feel like doing the microtransactions. He didn't want to get 18 <laughs> coins to buy 55 more leaves to buy 16 more bricks. So he just, he's like, you know what? Forget it. I'll just lose. It's fine.
1: Got to Watch an ad to revive.
2: That's right. <laughs> yeah. UK. He's like, man, I got to wait 10 minutes before I can try again. And by <laughs> that time he was there. And it's like,
1: uh, oh, all games suck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> they do.
2: Oh. Hey,
0: I didn't play. I did enjoy the mobile game I was playing though recently, but I enjoyed that a lot. Is it the TMNT
1: gotcha game? I've been playing that. No, it was Crown Trigger. Oh, well, that's not a game.
2: Wait, oh, you... Don't uh, cheat. That's not a cheat. I play a game, not to get too... I play a game called Two Dots. I've been playing Two Dots for about seven years now. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm on level 2,875. (laughs) I, I think... And they're always adding things on. But Two Dots is great because they don't really force the microtransactions on you. They're always there. They're popping up. But they're not intrusive, and you can do very, you can do fine without paying to skip ahead. So, cool. two dots is fun, and it's not as gross and predatory as a Candy Crush or uh, t- I, yeah, Tower Defense I don't or watch something.
0: Any, any mobile game anymore? I just I fall off all of them. I just can't do any of
2: them. That's the only one I play, and that and poker. I play World Series of Poker. Okay. That's not oh. where
0: I think. <laughs> this is a weird <laughs> tangent. <laughs> yeah. And then you have you have the mutiny starts happening. I don't like this part. You have Nebula shoots Yondu in the back of the head because Baby Groot let her go because earlier she's like, "Let me go, let me go." No,
3: oh, said they're
0: gonna kill your friend.
2: Yeah. yeah. And Baby Groot, <laughs> being a sweet, being a sweet little boy who loves his little <laughs> friends and family, says, "Okay, you know," in his Baby Groot brain because he's because he's seven.
0: <laughs> and you get the really dumb scene where she she bites into the yarrow root and goes oh, not ripe, and I'm like bullshit, fucking bullshit.
2: No, it's okay. I mean, it's <laughs> fine. I, it's fine. Again, the, the 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 stingers to the the stingers to the scene never bother me too much because it's kind of getting us out, like it's getting us out with a with a punch of again reminding us this is a comedy. Because there has been no well, other than physical humor, there's been no real humor up until again. This movie can't go a minute without making a joke, right? Which is like, all right, come on, it's a comedy. But it's yeah, I don't mind that. It was fine. Yeah, I can see why people would be annoyed. It's so out of left field. It's set up stupidly and it's paid off, you know, kind of dumbly.
1: Yeah, that one's less egregious than some of the. Yeah, other yeah,
2: that's fine. I just kind of like. I was angry at the movie. <laughs> at this point, I was just
0: bad. So that's all. I mean, it, I, I agree with you. Like, it's a small scene. It bothered me. I mean, maybe in theater, but, uh, but this time I'm just like fucking shit. Cut this out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's nice to see more Karen Gillan though. She's awesome in this.
2: She's great. She's
0: really. Yeah, she's good. also awesome in that. But I want to see Elizabeth Olsen Oculus. That's what I want to see. <laughs> Metro. <laughs> yeah,
1: this no, is I the second best movie that she was in in 2017 that I saw. And the other one is Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle, which I will defend.
0: That's a good movie.
1: It is a good it's movie. Never seen yeah. it. Okay. And uh, Next Level is also good.
0: I never saw Next Level. But I, I I like Karen Gillan. You can't even recognize her at Nebula though. You really. True. I mean, when I would've... first. First
1: Never. of all, the first Guardians, I thought it was Rachel Lee Cook for some reason.
2: Hmm. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Sure, yeah.
0: I mean, I don't feel bad. I thought the girl that played uh, Aisha in this movie was somebody completely different, and it was not who I thought it was.
1: Turn their face <laughs> a different color, and it's turned still.
0: Yeah, it really is. And this is also—I like this part only because I like this song. It's when you have them—Eagle sh- showing them his planet, and they're playing, My Sweet Lord. Hmm. I like that song, but I like Beatles a lot. I also like the fact that that song— the whole point of that song, I'm going to go a little bit of a rant, is to make you say Harry Krishna is your sweet lord, because George
2: Harrison was a little going a little crazy at this time. Yeah, he, he was very into his spirituality. I mean, Which he was fine. for I mean, a while. I'm not cutting that oh, down yeah, to yeah.
0: the fact that you make a song completely just to, when people sing it will say, my sweet lord is Harry Krishna. That's part I, that's the part Yeah,
2: part. that's fair. I, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, this, yeah, this is a gorgeous song. It's beautiful. I, um, I like the song a lot. If it it's it approach to this beautiful planet, my sweet lord, because... You know, ego's a god, little on the nose, but fine. But it's just a gorgeous song, and it's a beautiful approach. You got the bubbles, which again, I, that's when I wrote most of this movie is just Drax laughing because, again, can't have a shot without Drax looking at something or interacting and going,
3: ha,
2: <laughs> So yeah, so okay, but it's cool. It's again, it's showing this gorgeous planet and just
1: the Willy Wonka planet.
2: It is, <laughs> it is the, <laughs> Willy, the technicolor Willy Wonka planet. Yeah, so we, we kind of learn a lot about Ego. We, he's a celestial, a small G-God, as he puts it, of course, because you don't want to say he's actually Big G-God because you get in a lot of trouble with a lot of different groups. Understandable. Um, me. And he's right. basically kind of space Jesus, you know, space God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and there is a reference in here at one point that is very small. But I, when there's a part where he says, I think it's not this part, but a little bit later, someone says, I can see eternity. I think it is, is the line. Am I right? Is oh. what? it's, it's oh, when Star Lord gets possessed or tricked by ego and he sees all like the stars in his eyes yes. and he says, I can see it. Eternity is a celestial, by the way. Oh he sees, he sees eternity who is the celestial who looks like a bunch of stars.
2: That's Maybe cool. I would have
1: known that if uh, that movie came out this year. Oh what wait, that's it? eternals. Never mind. Oh, <laughs> it's eternals. a different
0: different space beans.
2: Different, different, yeah.
0: I can go in more, but I don't know if you want
2: me to. No, no okay. we we may save it for save, <laughs> no. maybe, maybe save it for that moment. Maybe save it for that for when we, but we get to a, that. I
0: said the, Yeah, that's that's how I got that joke. Like that, he saw who eternity is. Not he saw eternity. I mean, it could be taken either way. But it it that part made me smile. It's a little bit later, but that part because I got because I felt that it was a joke to that, which it probably yeah. was. It
1: could be an edge. Yeah, and I you
0: like to do that. They sure do. I'm okay with that because with ego, when you start dealing Celestials, you start talking about these godlike beings. Because Eternity is a, pre- is a god, period. When you start getting to there, that makes sense.
2: And it just very, very quickly, you popped up a link to who Eternity is. Thank you. I, the overview of this, of this thing is, every universe in the multiverse manifests itself as an anthropomorphic being called Eternity. The combination of the countless entities of individual universes form a multiversal iteration of Eternity. Hey, I thought this was Marvel. With a guy with a shield runs around with super strength. And smashes Nazis in the head. When did we get to, like, galactic, yeah, like, god stuff? What? I never even realized the Marvel Universe is rife with these kind of, oh, like...
0: His brother is Galactus.
2: Yeah, okay, <laughs> you've mentioned that name before. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, wow, I thought it was a man in an iron suit flying around shooting lasers <laughs> out of his hands. I didn't realize it was, like, universe-absorbing celestial oh, beings. There's, there's a yeah. lot. I had no, I had no idea. I'm learning a lot about this. It's more
1: than the uh, Doctor Strange D stuff.
2: I guess, I guess yeah. so.
0: It's the same. I think it's that same time frame. Well, I mean, Galactus is in the 60s because he's in Fantastic Four 57
2: around there. I should yeah, know this. Might. So, sure. but yeah. So we learned. <laughs> sorry, just to, just, to steer, oh, just to steer back. Uh, Ego against Celestial. He he doesn't know where he came from. He built the planet again. He's a space space god, space Jesus. Created a human form. Just like Jesus, and then uh, Drax proceeds to ruin everything with an overlong dick joke, which is so bad.
0: <sighs> I hated really it. Bad.
2: No, it's bad. This like,
0: is like all the is hell awesome. I hate it. I'm like the fucking movie. Like, it's yeah, I know. Movie. Right. My Again, wife was that. My wife thought it was funny. I think. Okay. I, hey. I find it funny.
3: Yeah,
2: different jokes for different folks. But I mean, I yeah, I hated that. I was like, like yeah, we're we're getting we're getting the world building. We're getting some intrigue. This is actually interesting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> literal world building. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Good. Yeah, he, and he decided to, uh, you know, he wanted to just learn what it meant to be human and to experience life just like Jesus. So, uh, yeah. And then Meredith, uh, she can refer to her as Tiger Lily. Just reading through my notes. It's not very interesting. <laughs> what I thought was cool about this was is that he mentioned that, again, the quill has his DNA or his, his energy, his essence. Because he says, how could have you held an Infinity Stone without just getting obliterated?
3: Ooh, I cool. Like
0: I love like that. How they I awesome. For those that don't know, this movie takes place like right after Guardians of the Galaxy 1, before Civil War, before everything else happens in the MCU. This takes place like, even before Age of Ultron.
2: Okay. I didn't know the the, the timeline, but I love that. Because, again, that was one of the big things in Guardians is how did he survive? Was it yeah, like, the power uh, of love or friendship? Nova Prime
1: even mentions that it might have something to do with his father.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And so we... we uh, Right, that's right. They do mention that at the very, very end. So that kind of ties up a, a, a bit of a plot hole for me in Guardians. And it's so nice when your brain old plot holes gets tied up by something else. It's
0: oh, very good. Other random knowledge that no one asked for. Spider-Man Homecoming takes place before Doctor Strange. Oh. Okay. Even though they come out in that in opposite order... God, there's a really weird timeline of how these movies all take place, and, and you look at the release dates, and yeah, it's very interesting.
2: Yeah. Cool. But, yeah. And then you know, the main question <laughs> the main question Quill has is why'd you leave? And we find out his dumb reason for leaving, which She's is he's gotta
1: recharge. They're, yeah, he's gotta recharge
2: the bats, but uh, we find out that's not the whole reason. That's kind of dumb, but we'll get there and hopefully soon, because man, this <laughs> episode is just
3: <laughs> rolling along. <laughs> yeah. we're,
2: we're just <laughs> poor, poor uh, Mike. He has to edit this.
0: <laughs> this will be shorter than other ones. Uh, I at least not to watch this movie again. You're just like, I'm not. This movie's not even playing in the background. Like, I did Doctor Strange playing in the background, some war play in the background. <laughs> this is not being turned on ever again in my life. I will never watch this movie again.
2: Fair no. enough. Fair enough. You do Not, not even
0: before
1: Volume 3?
0: <laughs> no. I will watch Volume 3 though in theaters. If there's theaters still around in, in <laughs> 2030 when that comes out, I will definitely yeah, see it. that in theaters.
1: They're so going to have drive-ins. Drive-ins are going to make a
0: comeback. <laughs> yeah. Then you have the scene. This is probably my... This scene hits me for some reason and bothers me more than any MCU scene that we've seen so far in all the movies. The part where you start seeing the people hauled out their friends, their co-workers. I mean, again, who could think about taking their co-workers, <laughs> throwing them out the window? And they just, they're grabbing people, and, they're, and the guy's like, no, no! And they throw him in the airlock, and they're all laughing at him as he just freezes to death, and then you see a whole bunch of them, and I just, I hate the scene so much, it, bothers me it makes this movie so much darker especially everybody laughing i know it's not meant to be it's meant to be kind of a funny scene maybe for something
3: no i hate it no,
2: I hate this it. is this is not meant to be funny this is meant to be chilling and guess how i felt about it guys
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> i thought it was pretty great i thought it was chilling and creepy you get that close-up of him basically freezing and turning into this d- lifeless husk as they, as he's screaming and begging them to like, please let me out. They're antagonizing him to the bitter end. I it watched. really sets up these villains as proper villains, which they double down on a little bit when they terrorize poor Groot because you can't terrorize our sweet little boy. How dare you, me. evil people? I know you didn't because you didn't like Groot. I, it hurt, hurt my heart. And of course, but this leads out to one of my favorite payoffs later on, when they when they get murdered in slow motion, yeah,
1: I think that's Wisconsin. what it is. Is Disney's yeah. like we're gonna rationalize Yondu killing all these guys later?
2: Well, no, I think it's more of just not even so much of that. I think it's more of we just want to make the payoff really hit. So let's let's go over the top evil, and it fits in with these Ravagers. They're they're yeah, you know, Michael Mike, sorry Mike Mike, you said they're kind of like co-workers. They're <laughs> not really co They're they're just a band of psychotic mercenaries who are Better gonna put. follow the best buck. As a Which
3: throwback
1: an oh, old joke. Yeah. Oh, oh is it, oh, it? It was oh. in the Arkham Asylum episode.
2: Oh, okay. See, I didn't. I didn't. Like, kind of yeah, I know.
1: Anything. That's
0: because well, you would. would have been out for months at this point? You know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was gonna say it's just I'm. I'm, I'm sleeping on. Uh, I'm sleeping on Arkham Asylum. Looking yeah, for. I love our time paradoxes. Yeah, it's really strange. It's like the Marvel universe. <laughs> so, but oh, I love this. Uh, again, it sets it up. They're really evil and mean. And again, they're terrorizing our little boy who can't do that. He's a sweet little angel. I don't
0: like. Okay, it didn't bother me. They're messing with group. It would bother me is why do you take somebody who's part of their ship, dress them up in one of your outfits, and just let him run around your ship?
2: Well, we're not at that point yet. I, the, I know well, that. He, well, he's their mascot. They they kept screaming. He's our mascot. That's why.
0: Oh, you're just talking about the part where they put him in the cage.
2: Yeah, I'm just talking about the the cage. Where again, they're antagonizing them. They're you know, Taser face punches the punches the hell out of Rocket, you know. And oh no, sorry, Yondu. And again, it kind of seems a little hopeless. Nebula just looks at them from the corner because again, she's just she has one goal, and she never really has another really, which is pretty great. And these guys are just a means to to the end of her getting to Thanos and and attempting to destroy him yeah no this is uh this is really very effective in setting this scene and again I don't mind the fact that they're it's a mutiny they're they're getting rid of anyone who was loyal to Yandu all his good bros are getting thrown out into the nether regions and um and it's gross though and I agree with you it's just startling and then you get to the point where taserface gets made fun of mercilessly even, by even
1: uh even taserface's pro baby grew because he's like the one guy's like can I kill him? It's like no, it's too, no. to yeah, too adorable to kill.
2: Yeah, it's too adorable to kill. It's very funny. That's also dumb. <laughs> oh, no, not dumb.
3: <laughs>
0: yes, bother yeah, me. An evil
2: mercenary person can still have a heart, you know. Like you know, evil people still have dogs and cats. They think they're cute and they're they're everything. They're adorable.
0: And then you have the stupid taser face joke, where he, find, oh, he where he's talking to Rock, he's like, "What's your name?" I'm taser face. <laughs> and I'm like, "Fucking." shit like just this is
1: another one that goes on entirely too long. yeah
2: way too long which is part of the part of the joke i think is it goes on way too long but it does i do like when Taserface he asked him what does that name even mean and then Taserface goes uh,
3: "It's metaphorical, it's, metaphorical. <laughs> it's
2: a good delivery so, i had a good laugh at that one that made me laugh it's just
0: so stupid
3: no it's fun <laughs>
0: I hate. It. You could cut out you know, like, Taserface Face completely from Here. this movie, and I'd be okay with it. I don't need to know why he's in a chair. Just cut Taserface Face out. I'll be
2: okay. Oh no, Taserface Face is great. I, he's only no.
1: there to put the the mutiny idea in Craglin uh, Craglin's head because he's the one that basically starts the Sean Gunn, yeah, Kirk oh. from Gilmore Girls.
0: Yeah, that's so, what my wife kept saying. She's that... like, "All I can see is Kirk." <laughs> so I'm like, "I don't understand this reference."
1: <laughs> Joe Juba would understand it. He loves that show. <laughs> I
0: I need to watch it someday because I I just want to watch it for Alexis. That's all. Yeah, that's fair. I but her so. eyes won't be as blue as in Sin City, so I'll be sad. <laughs> God, her eyes are cool in that movie.
2: So one quick question: yeah. What is? So that you're talking about his right hand man, Yondu's, Yondu's yeah. best bro,
0: James Gunn's brother. Yes.
2: What? Is, so that's okay. A, that's James Gunn's brother. Didn't know that. B, I have no idea what his name is because I don't think it's said once in this film.
1: It is. Uh, yeah, Yondu calls him by it at some point. It said, uh, the subtitles showed it to me multiple times.
2: Oh, okay. I'll say I just completely missed it then. So what's his name? Because I'm like, I just kept writing it, R what?
1: K r a g l i n, Craglin.
2: Craglin, Craglin. Okay. He's also the
0: guy who does yeah. the mocap for Rocket.
2: Oh, really? Neat. Okay. Cool. I yeah, I didn't realize. So I just kept writing in my notes, right hand man, and then I started abbreviating it because this is his right hand man. So I just wrote Sean Gun Brothers. Okay. Sean
0: Gun. I just wrote Sean Gun. Yeah. Didn't
2: know that either. But yeah, so uh yeah, this is a very unsettling scene and again it goes too long, like you said. Really and another does. unsettling
0: scene afterwards where when Sean Gunn is taking Nebula to her ship and she does the whole thing about her and Thanos <laughs> and tomorrow and he's like, Okay, I thought you made me buy a necklace or something and I was
3: I mean, the girls
2: go. Ooh <laughs> I laughed at that one too. I thought that was very funny. That
0: uh, was not bad. It gave me a, it gave me a small smile at his comment, but that was it.
2: You know what the problem is, Mike? I, I just realized this. pause the show for one moment i think truly think 2020 has broken you you are now incapable of experiencing any joy no chuckles coming to your day (laughs) day. and (laughs) if we lost
0: Thor ragnarok and i don't like it i i'm gonna be very very (laughs) upset
2: you'll agree because avengers didn't like it this one didn't like it i think 2020 has broken (laughs) you sir and i i recommend
1: he didn't like this one the first time
2: yeah, uh, that's true.
0: Avengers, I loved every other time until f- 2020. When I, i I think I'm gonna rewatch Avengers at some point just to see if I enjoy it more.
2: And this is not a knock because 2020 breaks everybody. We we've all lost something. Oh, it's this, been a this year. bad year. I've so lost. Yeah, this I've, isn't I've a, lost some things. This isn't a judgment, obviously, but I don't know. I think it kind of broke you. But hey, who knows? Who knows? Maybe maybe in 2022 when we're all living in um, pods. You know, hey you know what completely av- avoiding you
3: know in the week,
0: right after we finished recording dr strange on that saturday i had a beer and i danced to the celebration song from episode six and i was happy so <laughs> you is. know i mean i don't know why i did that you know uh, i mean it's just a, a random day in november but hey it was a very this, good day for me
2: wait you mean the, the song that plays at the end of jedi
0: get in death star yeah that's like the most a lot of people were apparently playing that song celebration. The Death 5th? Star finally pulled up.
2: Oh, that's right. I remember what day that was now. So yes, that. the Empire came <laughs> down. <All
0: right. laughs> that's as far as I want to go with that joke, but yes, I speaking celebrated. Of, uh, I
1: speaking celebrated. of Star Wars references, you referred to the ice planet earlier. How did you not call that Hoth?
0: You know, that's a very good point. I don't know why I
2: didn't call <laughs> Hoth. Uh, sorry i
1: was thinking about oh, it earlier this is like a good place to throw
2: it in it is that is a good place yeah you
1: get back on track <laughs> yes
0: so i also wanted to mention that you this is when you have the quill and eagle are talking and he learns how to do the power you have the stupid catch i did smile at the catch part but because he talked about you want to play catch with his dad he's like oh i play catch and i'm like okay this is kind of funny but stupid
2: <laughs> what do you I think mean, about one michael i'm curious on, yeah. on your take on it <laughs>
0: <laughs> this just sums up the movie for a
1: whole for you. It's kind of funny, but stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Not even kind of funny. It's just, it's just no, no, stupid. No, no. Uh, yeah, oh. I'm just going to leave it at that. That's good.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I kind of agree with it. I, I, I feel the same way. I, it was kind of funny. I remember when I first saw it, I thought it was pretty touching. I was just, again, a son, all he wanted to do was play catch with David Hasselhoff and um, you know, play catch with his dad. Again, it's a simple trope, but it's a it's a touching one. But this time it, it read to me as a little dumb, but yeah, I, exactly the same energy as you guys for, for sure.
0: OK, and then you have the Drax Mantis talk. I don't even remember what the hell they were talking about because I didn't write that down. I just wrote Drax Mantis talk.
1: I think this is where he calls her ugly.
0: <sighs> yes, yes.
2: This is when he calls her ugly. I, um, man, okay. that pisses me off. It really makes All me right? hate him when he keeps calling her ugly in this movie. It's pretty gross, and again, you can you can write it off as saying, "Well, he just doesn't find her attractive." That's just he yeah, doesn't find her. But trying
0: but I don't call her ugly,
2: But And but he's just being honest. He's just he doesn't understand that is inappropriate. Guess, he doesn't understand he, it.
0: It's not even like he's being. He's just being mean to like to her all the time.
2: I agree. No, no, no. I I think it's terrible. I think he's. I think it's really really gross. And I think you can you can portray that energy of him being you know, just oblivious to the mean things he's saying because he's just being honest and not be just really gross to a completely defense, emotionally defenseless empath think who does nothing, me but, too. who does nothing but feel her being is feeling. That's what she does. And to have him just be really brutal, like double down, Dick is, is gross. And I agree with you guys. I, I just don't definitely it, definitely did not like this it makes um, me
0: not like this movie even more because of the way she the way he is to her all the time for absolutely no reason
2: yeah 90 percent of his screen time with her is is pretty brutal luckily it's not at, that much there's, but a, really there's does, a
0: reason everything's played for
2: laughs yeah but there's no laughs here like there's no laughs
1: somebody was laughing yeah that was the the idea though it's like it's funny because he's being mean to her
2: Right, and that's and that's the misstep that the writers, not I, I can't remember if James Gunn wrote this as well. I suspect he did.
0: Only I had the ability to pull up that wiki let's find out. Written by James Gunn, yes.
2: Yeah. So he he like you you actually put it really well, Michael. That it's an overcorrection uh-huh. that it's just it's just kind of saying, well, we like, you know, fish out of water, Drax. Let's have him be really mean even though he just the reason is he doesn't understand he's being mean. But he's still being mean. <laughs> and it's a very interesting thing is, hey, Mr. Gunn, I understand that you want your character to be mean because yeah, you know, for all the reasons we just said, and he doesn't understand what he's doing. But you do. Yeah. You wrote this. Like, you understand what's going on. You have feelings. Like, you should be able to say, yeah, but this doesn't feel right. So even though your character, and you kind of hand wave it because of who they are as a character, you also got to look at the writer and say, huh, maybe you want to examine yourself here because you're the one that actually put pen to paper and didn't think this through on an emotional level that this is just kind of looks gross from the surface and it's just not funny. Even though your setup works, yeah, sure, I can see it, but you're you're the guy who who did this. You're responsible. <laughs> you're the responsible part. You did this. Yeah, you. but he did. You wrote it. So you can't do that and hand wave it and say, well, that's what Drax does. Yeah, but that's what you did, and you you did that.
1: It reminds me. I remember reading a video game review at one point. Like someone says, if you try to to make a bad game or try to make fun of a bad game by making a bad game, you're still making a bad game. Yes,
2: yes, you're making an objectively bad game. Yes, you're right. If you make a game that purposely glitches out and up goes down and down goes up, you you can you can say, well, I'm trying to subvert the genre. Okay. But by doing so, you've made a bad game, you've made something objectively broken because there is objectivity in critique. Just is. Sorry, it's not all subjective. Don't get me going on that topic. Really. Oh God, <laughs> don't get me started on objectivity. Move it on. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. But
0: anyway,
3: you have Yandu
0: in a cell when he's talking, given the history about everything with with. Peter Quill and all that crap. And you have Groot getting the beer poured on him for some reason. And they're all screaming at him like a bunch of ugly idiots. And there's this one guy who laughs a lot, who has like spots on the side of his head. I fucking hate that character in this movie. I was so happy when he gets shot later on. I just smiled because he just annoys the hell out of me in this movie.
1: See the one with the, the hair in front of his face? Yes, he's yeah. this
0: random goon. He's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. You can't see the face I'm making, but and it just <laughs> makes me angry
2: every time like,
0: get him off the film. Like, I don't like, him. It's like
1: a yeah, he's bad
2: villain. He's over the top. Um And yeah, they're all over the top,
0: though. Like all the freaking idiots that are part of this mutiny just I don't like any of them. Like I was happy when they died, but I was just like they I just ugh.
2: No, they're, they're all basically getting greased up for the slaughter. That's that's what this movie's doing. Yeah, and you see when you
0: have yeah. Groot's mission, where they, they their whole thing, they're stuck in the cell, they're gonna tell Groot to go to open a drawer and get a, the fin out of his drawer, and you have this whole part where he keeps grabbing the wrong items. Like, he grabs underwear, he grabs an eye, he grabs a fucking workbench somehow that nobody hears. It's yeah. And, uh,
1: <laughs> what, what body part? Oh, a toe. It's like, please tell me you have a cooler somewhere with, with severed toes in it. <laughs> That's not bad.
2: I I love this whole thing. I really did. And if you just go back up, back up for two seconds, and I'll explain why. It's uh, a Yandu really, at this point, when he's talking with Rocket, has this moment of, really, he's softening. And this is when he starts turning, and you realize where his heart is and, and kind of the regrets he's had. And witnessing somebody who's powerful like that have these regrets is really quite... Good. I, I this is when he starts turning, and when the movie starts turning a bit, right? It starts turning a little more. So now let's explore these emotions. It's turning to let's explore these emotions, explore these characters a bit more. It's not everything that has to be a joke. You know, Rocket, of course, you know, fires off because Rocket starting to feel things and says, "Oh no, I can't, I can't feel things. Let me just be a complete asshole on purpose to deflect." Um. Again, really good. I think that's excellent character writing. Again, characters. Um, you learn about characters what they're doing and with when they're interacting. So that's how you write characters. So I love that. And then we get to this. I think I really, really like this. So, Michael, I know you have. Uh, Mike, you have kids. Michael, do you have kids? I have cats. You have cats. <laughs> well, cats don't get. So, so, but, so, so, Mike, you. I know you have. You've had kids. Yeah, you I have, have a kid. son. You have a son. There. What is? There's nothing more annoying, or not annoying, but nothing more tedious and trying than trying to get a four-year-old or a five-year-old to get you something. Oh hey, yeah, son. Can you I go get? Have me it.
0: This? Would have known better, but yeah. Can
2: you, can you get me? Like, oh, I just said son, and my kid just walked in. No, well, It's okay. <laughs> I'm talking to the microphone. It's All right. It's okay. <laughs> That's cute, though. You want to tell me something? Sorry. Hang on, guys. We got. I good. have to have a conversation with. You. <laughs> I'll go
0: on with that part while he's doing that. No, I mean, he's not wrong, though. I mean, I, I don't remember a whole lot of that with my son, but yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just don't <laughs> like this part just because I just don't. I was already upset with this movie, and Tiff was watching. She made a comment because he sent to the captain's quarter and all these guys are sleeping in the captain's quarter. And she's like, are they having an orgy or something? And I'm like,
1: that is weird. Okay. Yeah. I hadn't pieced that together. It's like Neither,
0: But she wanted me to mention that, and I was like, and I, I didn't <laughs> write it down. She looked at me. She's like, you're not going to write that down, are you? I'm like, I just looked at her and she's like, "You write down the stuff that you think." I'm like, "Okay, I'll, I'll put it in the show."
1: Like, I wonder if it's because they're not allowed in the captain's quarters. So once they overthrow Yondu, yeah. they're like, "Well, we're all going to sleep in there."
0: I want in there.
2: <laughs> yeah, are you talking about now after? So you guys basically he he retrieves the fin. We've gotten past I that.
0: Got that far. I was talking about how th- that they're all sleeping in the room.
2: Uh, okay. Yeah, they're all sleeping. Their... Sh- yeah, that was kind of weird that they don't have quarters, like they don't have like rooms that they can go into. But whatever, it sets up a good thing. My only point before, sorry about my my son. I, 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 I literally called like, hey, hey, son, and of course my kid walks in because he heard he's a good boy. He heard me summon him. But anyway, I, there, I like this. I like this whole sequence because it's so on on character for a little kid to do you know hey can you go get me the scissors from the drawer he comes back with like a knife no 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 son the, the the top drawer okay he comes back in with like a notebook dude no okay listen and you know what the easiest thing to do as a parent would be just to get it yourself but you're trying to teach a child to do a thing so i love that so much because it's in character he's cute he's a little naive he's a little boy i keep saying it he's cute. awesome he's so good well baby groots Super I be, I'm him.
0: one of the only few I know that don't like baby Groot at all.
2: 2020 broke you, my friend. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> it happens, man. Um, so we're going now to where, where Groot finally understands where he's got to go. They show him the little symbol. Is that where we're at?
0: Yeah, he gets to Finn. Oh, you show him the symbol, then he doesn't want to wear his hat. You have that stupid joke for a
1: minute. Again, it's less egregious than other stuff.
0: Yeah, agree. Then you have when he gets to Finn and uh, taser face quick and, and and realizes he got Even the fin.
1: Even before that, he goes and he picks up the, like, mints or something candy out of there and Kraglin shows up. He's like, that ain't it?
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot You're about supposed that. supposed to think that,
1: that he's going to capture Groot, and then he I throws think he the fin, the yeah. the
0: Okay, I forgot about that. That was okay. I like that he kind of, like, realized that he fucked up and caused the mutiny and didn't mean to, and he was just upset. And, and then they play, then they have, this is probably one of my favorite scenes of this movie. At least it was the first time I saw it. This time it was kind of lukewarm because I was just angry. But <laughs> so you have me get the arrow and for some reason Rocket decides, hey, you know what? If we're gonna we're gonna hijack the ship, let's tell everybody we're here. And they start playing come a little bit closer. Playing mm-hmm.
1: clones that quill's old music.
0: <laughs> At least I, I They they
1: set it up. They didn't just throw music in there for the sake of it.
0: I know, but I, I will say like, I like the song a lot. I don't know why they chose this song. But I, I liked
2: it. That's no, great. It's, it's a really good song. It mi- matches well. It's got. It kind of lowers the stakes a bit. Like you now realize, like if it was a bit like actiony, kind of like, like it wouldn't have mattered because all we're getting here is the cathartic release of all of these horrible, horrible mercenaries and ravagers just getting murdered in efficient, stake-free fashion, and it's just pure cathartic, even with the bodies falling. It's that's kinda gross if you think about it really, but man was that glorious. Just a rain of bad people <laughs> that all needed to go. Like every single one of you. You poured beer on our baby group. You're not allowed to you're not allowed to live anymore. Like that's you just can't. You just you have to go. It is a great scene. Actually, I have a listing of the tracks in this movie and the order in which they're in. I have them written, but I always kind of forget. And for this one, it has come a little closer. Yondu's awesome scene. That's what it says. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. It's all it needs to be said. Uh, yeah, Jay and the Americans. This is a great song. It's
3: a good song.
2: It's got I a little was, to it. It's light, and it's perfect how, for the scene.
0: The whole song is about this guy meeting a girl at the bar, and they're warning him that Jose is going to come and kick his ass, and at the very end, after he jumps off the window, in the end of the song, it's She's saying the same thing to Jose instead she was saying to him. I just thought I like that. I like that in the song. That's not in this movie, but I like the song
2: a lot. Yeah, I mean, this is more for just scene setting and and background, but this it's it's great. Fits the action very well. Well placed. This is awesome.
1: Yeah, this this is the scene that we alluded to earlier of the the whistle stick massacre volume two. As I put it in my notes. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, and then he, then they board like another part of the ship or something, and Sean and Sean Gunn come with them. The ship blows up, and I don't really care for this next part where it's just for comedy sake. For comedy sake, where it's like, oh, we're gonna do seven hundred jumps, and you shouldn't do more than fifty, and then they're all freaking look like they did a bunch of acid, and their eyes are yeah, popping
1: out. I mentioned this in a different episode. I don't think it was last week with Doctor Strange
0: or um. Yeah, I don't remember it, and I've edited <laughs> most of that, so I don't think. So.
1: <laughs> okay, I, I definitely mentioned this in a recent episode don't
2: recall yeah maybe. i don't remember either maybe I, man. oh maybe yeah i yeah this is pretty uh this is fine i mean, the bubble faces are kind of silly and they're doing their jumps and I, i'm watching this thinking i'm sure there are movies i'm sure there's marvel marvel references abound in these places they're jumping to i didn't know uh, no,
1: that
0: i caught, and i was looking for them yeah,
2: yeah I, I, I didn't, I was, like, I didn't get
0: any of them, so okay that's good
1: they did that last week with dr strange
2: and i, know, I was looking
0: noise. for them a whole bunch too but i couldn't find any and I kind of, I feel like I'm mostly educated about Marvel. Like I've, I've, stud, I've you know, studied a lot of it. I should say that's the right word here.
1: I'm sure yeah. we have that one listener that's like, these guys are idiots. I have no idea what they're talking about.
2: Hey, hey, listener, who's thinking of that? You're right. <laughs> yeah. For me, at least, <laughs> I don't know anything about any of these things. So
0: I, I know a decent amount. Unfortunately, this isn't exactly my cup of tea. Cause I stayed. I never read any Guardians of the Galaxy books. The only Guardians of the Galaxy book I've ever read is Old Man Quill which is a very sad, depressing story, but very good. That's the only thing I ever read of him, of him.
1: Hey, All right. Feel, and free, and after, uh, feel free to leave comments and correct us.
0: Yes. And then you have the, uh, the stupid dance where he's dancing with Gamora. I didn't like this scene either, where he's trying to hit on her essentially again. And he's playing the Sam cook song. I never heard before.
2: That's a great song. Well, it's yeah. Sam. Cooke. I mean, I mean, not...
0: That's what Jeff said to me, too. She's like, I'm like, who the hell is Sam cook? She's like, it's blues. I'm like, ah, oh, that's why I don't know it. And
2: Sam cook is a legend.
0: He's no Beatles. He, and Paul McCartney.
2: Well, I mean, you know, there there really is nothing quite like the Beatles. <laughs> I could I could have a I could have a debate with you on Paul McCartney. I think he's written more bad songs than good. But that's a different side and a different conversation. Although his, writes, his his good songs are phenomenal. Um, I, I love that song yesterday though. And I saw him at ACL Fest in twenty nineteen or eighteen. He headlined it, right. and he was great. And he was he uh, his band was good. His band was great. He was fine. I so saw man, him the He still does US. it, though. He still gets out there and does it, and he's, you know, he's a legend. I, I saw him book, in
0: 2005, in the Back of the U.S. tour. That was fucking fantastic. Which one? Uh, it was back in the U.S. tour. I think it was 2005 or 2004, oh, yeah. I thought, mm-hmm. but he toured then when he, he first came back after he had two years. Fucking amazing.
2: But yeah, no, I like the scene a lot. Again, this is kind of, again, a slowing down, right? And the humor in this is integrated. It's not like pushing jokes in your face where I don't, I didn't see Quill hitting on her a little bit, like not in a sleazy way though. I, I didn't, I didn't read this as sleazy. kind of
0: realized he's a god in a way and he's kind of just like being very, very, so he's very excited, confident kind of thing. So, I mean, not sleazy, but he does love her too. So, there's that. I mean, there's that affection that's growing between both of them. that's kind of been seen throughout this movie. You know, the it's dumb the unspoken
1: thing that he references multiple times.
2: Yeah, the, the unspoken. Yeah, I like I like this. This is kind of like a little sweet moment. She kind of lets down her guard a little bit and. Yeah, you know, has a lace the little spin when they're dancing. It's I think it's very sweet. And again, this movie's slowing down. We're kinda because it's gearing up for a very loud, frenetic, you know, and as Marvel movies do. And then they can, of course get into an argument because she closes up right away. You know, he's he is uh, he is still riding on the on the uh, the the not assumption, but he's basically saying, Look, I found my dad, finally, and you brought me here, and now you're all pissed off because now she thinks something's wrong. Like I, my spidey sense is up. I don't know. What's going on? So they have thing wrong. Well, she's not. It turns out she is right, right and right.
1: The scenes also a payoff to what uh, Drax was saying earlier about Quill needs to find someone that can dance. And it turns out that she does. Yep.
2: Yep. Nice little payoff to that comment for sure. That's all I had. Okay. And then you have <laughs> Nebula where she attacks Gamora by driving
0: a ship into her almost pretty much to crash the only ship she has to kill her. Well, like
1: Bill said, it's her one <laughs> goal. Yeah, and, she's got and,
2: one. She's got, well, two. She's got one goal is to kill her sister. Then goal two is Thanos.
1: Yeah, good luck with that's that one.
2: That's it. Yeah, well, every time she says that, I'm like, you do realize.
0: Even Gamora's like, I don't think that's possible. Yeah, Gamora Even was like. Without Geez. the Infinity Stone, that fucker can steal is a freaking beast. Like, he ain't no pushover.
2: He's a big dude. He's a big dude. But she I mean, again, she's just blinded by this revenge. I actually liked it. I I could totally see that in character that she would drive this ship and pursue Gamora, blasting you know laser cannons at her with just mindless zeal like you are the target I will do anything to destroy you even if it destroys me yeah
0: and then you have her crash into the. I mean essentially the whole point of this is that they have to get underground to find the cave so they have to crash the ship to go into the cave and then she rips off or one of the guns had fallen off from the ship and Gamora picks it up and comes and just shoots the <laughs> hell out of the ship and when I'm watching this with Tiff she's like is it just me or does that look like a penis so I'm just looking at her like I got nothing
2: <laughs> I got nothing but I'm like okay I- I didn't see that myself. No, but, uh, I didn't either.
0: No, no. That's what she said to me. <laughs> she wanted me to bring woman. it up. And I'll this stay. is when you also have, uh, finally, after they try to kill each other, like Gamora, the Nebula has a chance to kill Gamora, and she stops herself from doing it. She just can't bring herself to do it. And I think that's a good scene, too, because this is when they you start seeing the change of when she finally becomes starts to, starts to become good, I guess. Yeah, she said all she wanted was a
1: sister.
2: Yeah. I mean, a, yeah, I never read it as she's Good. She just turns. I don't know. It's not good. She she kind of just. Yeah, it's not good. She just turns, not psychotic, (laughs) right? (laughs) Or or, how about this? I'll I'll put it this way. She she doesn't really change in her character, but like I've said, I think maybe a couple times in this series, her gaze kind of widens. She understands there's a bit more to this world or her life than just mindless revenge. Even though her goal is revenge. She just can't. She can't bring herself to kill her sister. That's, I, I that's like the this. thing. I and like who's, this. The, who's the actress who plays um, Nebula? Karen Gillen. Karen Gillen. She's great. Her mm-hmm. performance is really good in this movie. She is. We You're haven't really talked about performances so much, but her um, Yandu is. I think Yandu is excellent in this. Uh, but her performance is great. Just how well she projects anger and drive, and even that moment of emotion. Like she kind of ticks. Like she's like she can't do it. Great, really excellent. Yeah. Yep.
1: Her, her <laughs> I mean, saying that she wanted a sister is like the, the realest emotion that we got in this movie.
2: I uh, yeah, I would I would agree with that even more than Yandu and his and 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 his the the father triangle uh, for sure. And they and I play think her
0: Brandy right, yeah. again at this part too. What's that they play Brandy again? Because right after this, when they start going to the huge part about how. Okay, never mind, you have a couple other things before that. But yeah, they start playing Brandy for some reason, and I wrote that in my notes, and this is when he skips to Mantis warning Drax that something's wrong. Right. I I, I like it when this star starts happening, and this is also the same time Gamora finds the whole cave of just hundreds or thousands of dead bodies that he has down here. Yeah, the cave of bones. Yeah, very grim. Very grim. I mean, you think if you were a planet, you would just to dispose of them or something, not just
2: put them in a cave.
1: <laughs> you got godlike powers, better just leave them all there.
0: So
2: yeah,
1: someone can find them.
2: <laughs> basically, yeah, basically, yeah. You didn't. You, you, maybe just the idea is like no one's gonna find them. No one's coming to the planet I created in the middle of the cosmos. Ah, eh, it's a lot of work to just disintegrate that. You're right. He could have just disintegrated them, but you know, then you wouldn't like have.
3: The, a- he
1: puts them all there. He's like, "Yes, this will set up the third act of the movie. That would be great." <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's very aware of what's going on.
2: Yes, he, they they send him the script, and he's like, "Huh." Work. <laughs> okay.
1: Cave of bodies. Good.
2: Got it. <laughs> Cable bodies on it. <laughs> That's how it felt, though. Yeah, no, it's devicey. It's definitely devicey, but it it works, and it's a very very shocking scene, right? Again, in this our our fun comedy to have a a wall of bodies from a variety of different races. Yeah, pretty pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my, it, it jumps around a
0: lot. I, I'm
2: surprised I they didn't try
0: to undercut it with a joke.
2: And before that, I think before did we get to, did we miss the part where um where uh, ego starts telling quill the big idea the big the big reveal of what the plan is where he that's when and he taps his head to see that's eternity almost
0: there um, you have plan. mantis worn drag demora dead body of the stan lee cameo which is the best one of the entire
2: series how what is it
0: you didn't get who, that who,
2: who he, are you talking to
0: he doesn't know he who, who the,
3: watchers the watchers are <laughs> <laughs> Who's oh, the yeah, a watcher point.
0: <laughs> okay oh, let, me, let me change my voice here for a second the watchers in Marvel their first appearance is a fantastic 440 something when they introduce galactus the watchers are inter intergalactic beings that watch the watch the entire universe but do not interact they are. Kind of like gods in a way, but they're just always aware of everything that's happening around the world. They do not get involved. And the idea in this is that Stan Lee can make comments, oh, I was a FedEx driver, is that Stan Lee is is actually the same character in every single MC movie that we've seen. He's he's just living throughout this world watching what's happening to these characters. And that's what is a reference to it, that Stan Lee is also a watcher.
2: Oh, that makes like it a lot more interesting. I just thought it was a funny throwaway with him on
0: There's the spacesuit. So? That every time you see him, it's the same. He's not just it's the same Stanley, the same character. Wow. Kind of watching what he is. I mean, it's not he can't like travel, but he's you know watching what's happening.
2: Oh, that's cool. If he's a watcher, then why does he have to wear a spacesuit? But whatever, that's fine.
0: <laughs> He's like he's somebody. He's he's it's the same character. Like he's not just you know. I don't
2: care. That's awesome. That's a really that's like cool thing. So much
0: because it also yes. shows that the watch exists in this world, and that the Watchers play a big part with Galactus coming. Because the first time the Watchers interact with the with the people is when Galactus shows up. They're like, "Hey, we have to tell you, Galactus is going to kill you. We can't let this happen. Like we're supposed to." And that's where they might go eventually, because Galactus is probably going to be the big villain in the next the
1: Fantastic Four movie.
0: Oh, no! I think I mean it will be Fantastic Four. I feel like when they do build up the next, like you know, big oh, movie will yeah. be galactic someday. I think we have a long time till then, but I think that will be the next one.
2: Wow, that's be. very cool. I did. I obviously didn't know that. Cool. Well, thank you. Because uh, I had a big question mark next to it. Like I'm sure the guys know this. They, ha- <laughs> I, I think I've seen these bald white heads with the cloak. I think
0: that's why I get so. That's why I love that part. Like that, that's, that's my favorite. That is my favorite part of this entire movie. It's that little Samuel scene.
2: Yeah, that, that's great. I, that's cool. Very
0: and good. This is, now you have the part where Peter's under Ego's control where he looks up, he sees the Eternity, and he's talking to him. And I, I love how this is this is the part where Kurt Russell's like, yeah, and I put that tumor in her head. He's like, uh,
1: this is my favorite part. When <laughs> It's like it killed me to, to put that tumor in her head, and that just snaps Peter out of it. He's like, what? Immediately, <laughs> no hesitation, pulls out his guns and just blast Ego. Mm-hmm. To shit. I love, I love. Oh, it's such a good reaction.
2: It is good. It is a good, it's a wonderful reaction. It's got some cool effects, you know, it kind of blows him away and he just kind of reforms. My question, why did you put the tumor in her head, sir? Like, why? Yeah.
1: He says that if he came back to visit her again, he wouldn't be able to leave. So basically well, the, the solution was to kill her. So he wouldn't have that problem.
2: Well, well, A, don't go back. Or B, I thought your whole goal was to find a purpose. Right, His a purpose, purpose was for your to life,
0: colonize the planet. So that's the whole. No, no, that's no, 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 no,
2: no, 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 no. His big <laughs> thing. No, 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 no. His big thing was I need to find a purpose. Right, I need to find meaning for it. Uh, the love of your life usually is a pretty good purpose. <laughs>
3: yeah. That's
2: yeah. good. Like that, you found, you found one of the primal things. It means to be human. That's what you were looking for. You were being space Jesus. And Jesus comes down to learn what it's like to be human, right? That's a lot of a lot of that. That's the big thing of it. So space Jesus comes down. He finds love. He finds someone he is genuinely – and there's no question he he didn't just use her as a sur- as a surrogate or use her to birth his son. Like he actually had feelings for her. It's very clear. So you fell in love with somebody, which again is a crucial tenet of the human experience is to find someone you have a everlasting connection to. And you're everlasting. And you could use your God powers to make her everlasting because that's a MacGuffin. You could just do anything with God powers. So why did you go through this and say, well, you know what? Screw the woman I loved. This more cynical kind of I need to be, you know, the ultimate being in the cosmos. And that wasn't your intention. You found it. Maybe that's the tragedy of this movie where he found that thing and didn't recognize it. And didn't see it. He went for this other thing, which, of course, eventually leads to his demise, as that all that kind of stuff should. But it was so stupid. And I, I just read it as, wow, you just needed a, a catalyst for Peter to realize or for Quill, yeah, for Peter to realize, wow, i this guy yeah. needs to be no good and then set up a giant half an hour battle. Didn't like it at all. It was just I felt it was so forced and dumb.
0: It is. Everything about this is just <laughs> irritates me. I the movie could end right around here. I I would have been okay. Like I didn't need major you could cut out almost all of the rest of the stuff that happens next.
1: Yeah, me. I think <laughs> uh, it changed my mind, just kinda of set up the, the tone of the movie the best is so forced and dumb.
0: Yeah, so you have the is, Hasselhoff yeah. cameo, which is funny. You have, no, I hate that I, too. That's I tough. wrote this in my <laughs> notes. I thought it was funny. You <laughs> have the villain inspired by Brandy, or not inspired, but I guess he followed because he's like he. Ha- I had to go back to the sea. I couldn't. Th-. I'm like you, fucking idiot. And then, okay, this part really bothers me. Okay, you have the blue bo- blob on Earth that destroys a Dairy Queen, and then gets reactivated later on the movie and destroys more. Yet, not once did they mention. When they're like, "Oh, the Scooby record You guys did this, and you did this, and remember that blue blob that came, and no one did anything? No, I don't remember that in any of those movies. No, <laughs> nothing. I mean, again, yeah, half later, but still, like, you think at some point they would have referenced? Hey, remember yeah. that giant blob that took out like a city? Ah, we don't care about that.
2: Yeah, I guess. I I'm I don't more know. impressed
0: that Derek Queen was
1: there for thirty-four years and then closed down. Yeah, it's impressive actually.
2: Yeah. Dairy Queen, yeah, I actually like the fact that 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 the that the, that the first shot of Dairy Queen is like old Dairy Queen, and this one's new. You know, a little bit of product placement. They're like, "Hey, come get a Blizzard," but <laughs> 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 but I mean, it's a. Uh, I, I, that's, I mean, so you're basically saying, like that it, that they don't reference this moment anymore. Like this is just like a handwoven experience of these yeah, giant space blobs. It like something that would
0: have been referenced somewhere because it
2: seemed like a big experience. Yeah. But to be fair, to be fair, that's not the fault of the movie if somebody else didn't reference it. That's, that's the fair. movie's fault. So this movie, this, the, the movie didn't commit a crime by including these blobs. It's it's a good visual stakes. You know, it's a it, 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 giant. Gelatinous thing. If the other movies don't reference it, then that's a failing on them. I don't
0: know. I again, I didn't like it. It's not even the movie. I didn't like it. It was fine.
1: And <laughs> if you didn't mean, like it because it was yep. in this movie,
2: I just don't like anything about the movie, <laughs> you really. You like Hasselhoff? That was your that was your shining moment of <laughs> <You> <laughs> <don't feel laughs> like, the Hoff appearing. <laughs>
0: I don't like. I don't like Hasselhoff.
3: you uh, German. Yeah.
2: And I also really like the space tentacle, like the energy tentacle that goes, pierces uh, Quinn. That's cool. Like that to use him as a battery, as he put it. Okay. I, I mean, the whole thing changes really fast, though. It's like he has no like ego. Really doesn't spend any time, um, trying to like convince Quinn. Like, hey, listen, hey, son, come here. Make, bring me energy ball. We had a moment with that, right? Can we have a moment <laughs> again while I explain this to you? No. He just he turns 180 and says, "Well." Forget it. Fine. You just, I'll just use it as a battery. Just do plug it into my space tentacles. Yeah. Kind of rushed. But again, we're in a movie. We're in the final We're approaching the third and final act. We got to get there. Let's just get there. It's fine. But I, I don't like this. I, I do think this could have been handled better. Agreed.
0: I mean, just a lot of dumb things happen that, I mean, you have them going to the planet. You have another, another song plays. I don't remember. I didn't write down what song it was. A song gun is sh- singing to himself.
2: Oh, I don't know did I look at that
0: there's something I wrote cuz I in my notes I see a little purple music note so something was there but I didn't write down enough cuz I wasn't <laughs> and I wasn't going to rewind to find out cuz I wanted this movie over with so and this is when the gold ship shows up because uh God, Gold Lady has been hunting them all this time so he, Aisha. um uh, oh yeah we forgot a Taser face had this his last final scene when the ship is blowing up I love this <laughs> the gold people he's like <laughs> This is their coordinate. Just tell them that Face sent them. And she just starts laughing her ass off as he blows up.
2: I love it. I really thought that was funny. Again, it's a, it's a, it tacks to the end of, of a very good scene. And those things work or they don't work, but they, you can just kind of, I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's like the ending note of a song and like you want that to be good, right? You want the ending to be like punch and every ending of the, every scene almost ends with like some sort of joke that either the Lancer does. not I, I laughed. I had a good chuckle at that one. I mean, someone did. <laughs> Most of most of the country does. I mean, this is a beloved film, y'all. I mean, I don't know. I know you're yeah, not. Already a lot of times. I just. Anyway, I mean, me. yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's fine. You're allowed to dislike things. It's totally fine. Because oh, I made like. a, a post a month ago. At this point, people are listening to this on Facebook. where
0: I said I, I where I apologize and make you guys suffer through this movie. And people are like, "What the hell?" It's so. funny.
2: I as as I've said multiple times on this show, don't let me steal your joy. You're allowed to not like things. It's all good. Hey, as I've said before too, I didn't write it. So I'm not going to be offended. It's fine. It's okay. I didn't make this film, so don't <laughs> hurt my feelings.
0: And, and if you have the Eagles core? you haven't played the song Wham Bam Shang-A-Lang or something crap? Yeah. Never heard of the song before?
2: Neither had I. You know, I wish I was cool enough where I'd be like, oh, I know all of these songs. This is like, you know, this catalog this is just am very familiar with. It was fine. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a good little soul song, kind of like that 70s soul. It's a, it's a good song. He finally uses the the battery that they stole in the the movies to something
0: to use the battery to make a bomb,
2: yeah. so rocket makes the bomb. so now we're we're in the core. So kind of the entire group is back together here because Yandu or yeah, it was Yandu smashes the drill machine yeah, and into they use the lasers
0: to get in here which, and
1: that, yeah, that thing's pretty cool.
2: <laughs> yes, it is. I was hoping you'd say that, Michael. those those ball lasers that can combine mm. to different things yeah. really, really excellent. Those are so cool. Love those. Okay, we're kind of cool. You gotta oh, give it that. The ball lasers. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. And then I,
0: and we were talking earlier, like, this is when they see Ego become the big, giant blue face and Mantis grabs one of, like, the te- the roots of him or something and puts him to sleep for a bit. And then I, okay, oh. I did not like the scene, but maybe you guys did. When they give Groot the bomb and Rocket spends a good three minutes telling him, okay, don't hit this button. Tell me what to do. I'll do this. I am Groot. I am Groot. No, no, no. Don't do that. Like, I just told you not to do that. I am Groot. Like, it was funny the first time. Then it keeps going. I'm like, burn the damn tree. That's what I was thinking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Every joke, like you, a lot of the jokes, like you've said, Michael, I've gone on too long. This one goes on a scooch too long, but I still, I was on board with it. I thought this, the tape, go ahead. Yeah,
1: this one was fine. The tape goes on entirely too long. Yes, it does.
2: <laughs> it's uncomfortable. It's almost like a cringy humor. Like you have to like that awkward humor in order to appreciate a lot of these, which I love awkward humor. I really He's get like into the, like your it. curb, your enthusiasm style. Like just, Awkward, and I I thought the whole thing was very funny. I had I had a couple kids talking around looking for tape. I really <laughs> dug that. I was I mean, just so.
0: I think I thought it funny the first time I saw it, but when sure. I was watching it this time, I, that's why I opened it with it. I was just like, okay, this joke is just too long. Like, did you ask Nebula for tape? Ugh. Yeah, it's right. I was. I asked Yondu sitting right next to her. She could have said something. I
1: knew it's you just... didn't
2: ask. It's very. <laughs> funny yeah, I, the
0: movie's already
1: two hours we don't need to go
2: through <laughs> I know of
1: this. No, it, wow. good. And uh, it,
2: it feels like a long time I mean obviously it's not you know it's a terribly a long amount of time a but
0: three-hour movie for me it felt like
2: oh yeah it, it it does go on too long but I, I appreciate that humor and you have a very good point a lot of this sh- comedy because again it's a comedy film it's the shine wears off the more you see it it's just kind of how comedy works right you, you can only listen to you know that Patton Oswalt record you know 15 times before it's like, all right, this isn't funny anymore. But after a certain point,
0: we're seeing this movie, right?
2: right, After a certain point, (laughs) you get to, you get to the point where you have to then appreciate the craft of it. Like the crafting of the joke, because that's what becomes more interesting than the humor, because there's only so many times you can laugh at something, right? You're never going to laugh at the same, the same way you saw it the first time. Like for me in a theater with a bunch of people, everyone laughing, like we're all connecting. Hey, in 2021, that may not be a thing anymore. You may no longer have the ability to go to a theater and experience a film with other people and have a shared experience as designed, but... Oh well. And
0: they're just gonna make little bubbles that were when you go into the theater, you're just gonna sit down your little station and you're gonna wash the windows real fast and you're gonna sit yep. down, close the thing, hook yep. up when, the air ventilator, and watch a yep. movie.
2: When that when that happens, it's gonna become very sad and life becomes life will become worse when that eventually happens because <laughs> the shared experience of a film, especially a comedy, like comedy, no, really requires you. like an audience that to experience with. If you don't have that, it's just gonna become. Me, a I had an audience.
0: It was my wife and our aunt and our pets, and nobody was laughing. So, yeah. pets didn't get the humor. No, they did not.
2: <laughs> the pet kept saying, "This is not earned."
1: <laughs> yeah, I kept saying, but uh... they were mad at uh, the mantis line about her being ego's pet.
0: And they were mad at That's... me for not feeding them. What they were mad at me for? Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: Speaking uh... of ego's face, you mentioned a minute ago. Uh, when Yondu, Craglin, and Rocket go to the planet, you can actually see energy in the shape of eyes and a mouth as it descended cool. onto the planet
0: yeah
2: pretty neat yeah
1: that's a,
0: that's what he looks like in the comics right and i i was very happy to get that easter egg where they actually show what he actually looks like right right, right. Huh, okay i don't know in the comics if he ever decides to become kurt russell or not or if he's just a giant planet because i've never read any of his stories and i never will but so yeah but yeah he's just a giant plant with a face the real question is does he have a penis
2: Unfortunately, we know that now. That's so stupid. Yeah, I yeah come on, Drax.
0: Oh, also, the other thing, okay, that reminds me, I wanted to make this joke or a complaint. That's what Eagle looks like, by the way, in the chat. But um, there's a part where they, when Eagle's like, oh, I decided to become a human, I'm like, why would you become a human? Why not become whatever woman you're trying to, you know, get, it, get with, you would think you would become that version of that humanoid or that version of that species, and it shows him kissing these other people dressed up like Kurt Russell, and I'm just like, why? Like... I you know I mean
1: because then it's just a Futurama episode.
0: Okay, fine. <laughs> that's still stupid.
3: Yeah. That's a thing.
0: So <laughs> we have this. We had the, we got the stupid tape joke. We give group the bomb. Nebula gets shocked. I guess I wrote for some reason, and they blow a bunch of ships. That was my. That's what's my note here. Yeah. Oh yeah, because they use the they use the uh, laser beam things to blow up all the gold ships. They stop them. That ends that whole crap with uh, the gold lady. And then you also ha- and then I think this they get the bomb. They put the bomb on his freaking brain inside the middle of the planet.
2: Yep, which is interesting i
3: guess well
2: i think before he does that so before he puts the bomb in a brain i'm kind of like cuz we're kind yeah, of going fine. through it pretty fast which is fine firstly michael what do you think about all the different action things going on cuz there's a lot going on right you have
1: yeah, it's so yeah. bombastic like, it's a lot yeah it, like mike said earlier they just keep jumping back and forth and there's so many bright colors like i just want i was just ready for it to be done like i don't care the stakes aren't super great uh eh. I was indifferent.
2: Yeah, I I think that the stakes are definitely. The, I think the stakes really up when, when when Baby Groot puts the bomb on the brain and actually successfully hits the button for five minutes. But before that, we had a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of things I really dug. One, I love when after the mining craft explodes because Yondu plugs in, plugs Nebula in, and uses her as a generator to send all this madness. Oh
0: yeah, so that's
1: what my note that's was exactly, for Nebula That's the exactly okay. you're talking oh, about. Oh
2: yeah. That's how they all get destroyed. This and is then, really going to
1: hurt. And she says, promises, promises. Which was
2: cool. Oh, I was, she had like all this. Sl- last sl- night. Yeah. I, I <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. She had kind of this, like, like, you know, like, ah, let's do it. You know, that kind of whole thing. Very cool. And then he has one. This was a movie. This was the line I should have done at the very beginning. When, <laughs> when the whole craft explodes and then Yondu is floating down off of his, his whistle oh, stick. Yep. <laughs> and. Quinn goes, you look like Mary Poppins. Is Mary Mary Poppins cool? Yes, she is. Hey, I'm Mary Poppins, (laughs) y'all. I I laughed out loud. I laughed really hard. That was very, very funny. I didn't laugh.
1: Or is Mike has in his his notes as a
0: weary poopins. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That wasn't on purpose, by the way. And you know, (laughs) Uh,
2: autocorrect. autocorrect does that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i had a few beers at this point i was just i i almost i actually went upstairs at one point to get another beer i was like i need another beer to finish this movie because this movie is just oh that's
2: ugh. it all right but, but yeah, then, always you, have, then you kind of have your your uh your final showdown at one point here and i, I lost some of my notes they have the big hero turn where they're now all on the surface facing the giant face and it kind of does that slow turnaround and um, I forget what happens like to, to ruin that moment. Because again, you had the, the, the Guardians of the Galaxy are together as a team, right? Everyone's sitting there.
1: Oh, I know what it was.
2: I forgot. What is it?
1: A rock comes off screen and hits Mantis and they undercut it with, Mantis, look out! <laughs> after it's her.
3: <hitter. laughs> yeah,
2: wow. right. Drax is like, yeah, Drax uh-huh. did. It's a second too late. Um, But that's cool. You get your hero pose and everyone, and the music stops abruptly, like you know, kind of Looney Tunes. And then that's when you have your moment of grood basically he tries to reason he's basically telling quill like hey you're 100% unique and what else do you need you know what else what else could life what else do you need to prove yourself worth and to be the master of the cosmos and then um, i think it's when quill says he basically it's, it's it's love love is all you need i think i think and that's he should have what played he
0: says. love is all you need you'd know, have been happier yeah.
2: Yeah, and then they start the chain again. They start playing the chain again because he is literally at this point now breaking the chains of his attachment to his new daddy, literally breaking it and figuratively breaking it. I think it's great. They start smacking each other mindlessly. No one cares. Yeah. It's so, no one cares.
0: It's so dumb, this fight scene. Like, I like comic book fight scenes. I hate it all. This is all just so stupid. You have Yandu goes back to go save Quill. But I do like that scene where he... Rocket, like, I only have one of each. Like you, he, he knows he ain't coming back. Like he's gonna save Quill, but that's the end of it. Because the ship is moment. leaving,
3: because mm-hmm.
0: the bomb's gonna blow up. and they gotta get off this planet.
1: Welcome to the freaking Guardians of the
0: Galaxy.
2: Yeah, <laughs> the he, didn't very, he didn't say fricking. Um, this did, is, I did really, like that part. Yeah, I had a small smile at that. Part. Yeah, well, you part coming,
1: and yeah. then the. Except he didn't say frickens like they uh, they have to take it up to elevens.
2: Yes, they have to just They uh. right. They cannot just let a scene be. But I think it was, this was OK because it's delivered in context with the with the it's, it's the character It's in context. It's not play jokey. It's just kind of kind of badass. Um, I like this delivery. I think this is very good. I think it's a very good scene with Yondu. We realize that he has to self-sacrifice um, to save everybody else, which of course he does. Then uh, let's see here. Uh, my notes are so all over the place Pac-Man. because this whole scene is all over the place. The Pac-Man thing stinks. I don't like that at all. No, no. Nothing bad. about the fight between ego and quill work. There really there's no there. stakes. It's not interesting. Uh, there's it's nothing a
1: CGI
0: fight.
2: It's a CGI fest. Exactly. But this one's bad.
0: <laughs> it's just two
2: dudes clashing against each other and throwing themselves into rocks?
0: Why be- One guy becomes rocks, and the other guy becomes Pac Man, and for some stupid reason, then he hits the pistol. And all man of it's of done steel.
2: to. Yeah, man, still basically, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's had a- I just had a gag reflex. <laughs> oh,
0: stupid. And this- Gamora gets shot for some. Oh, yeah, because Gamora's going to go down off the ship to go save Kill. They shoot her, but she can't leave because she was going to
2: kill herself essentially.
1: Maybe. Yeah, Rocket has the good line of like I'm kind of lose one friend today. Yeah, that's
2: yeah. Yeah. it's good. Rocket Rocket has this beautiful kind of turn, and I, I do think it's pretty earned because it's earned through him having these relationships, people trying to connect with him, right? Trying, and him constantly breaking that batting down those attempts and then finally submitting to this notion. And he does so with Yandu, and we completely skipped that moment when Yandu and Rocket have that connection moment in the mining ship where they're fighting like, and Yannis, you're just like me, which is a corny line, but it was very <laughs> effective. It, I, it's like, it shows, boom, like rocket hits him. Like, wow, I've just been just actively pushing the world away.
3: Uh-huh. And I
2: think it works really beautifully to be honest. And I, I love his turn in this, you know, it's really touching, you know, to see our, our, our rat friend, <laughs> <laughs> soften up a bit you know yeah
1: we haven't touched on that they call them at least six different animals in this oh yeah
2: movie. I, I remember something someone called them a, a furry panda or angry panda, panda or something we yeah. him a rag, like, when they
1: call them a trash panda.
2: that's trash better right, right? oh so much worse
1: like oh, um just... <laughs> nebula calls him fox
2: multiple times yeah. someone called them a, a triangle face like <laughs> really funny and it but i i really do rock like rocket's turn it's it seems pretty earned pretty or not 100% mm-hmm. but it's it's pretty earned and it's uh, and it's I thought it I found it kind of touching
3: yeah
1: okay yeah and then uh, him seeing Yandu willing to sacrifice himself kind of touches him that much more and he's like Ugh.
0: yeah I, I already I lost I two did like the scene where Yandu pretty much sacrificed himself to save Peter and Peter realizes it and he's trying to get the thing off him to that that was good I, I did like all that it made the movie a little
2: better it's touching as well I mean you know think about it you know Pete, Quill has lost two fathers in the span of five minutes,
0: yeah, right. Which has got to be tough.
2: What? And that is brutal, and I think it's played very well. I think the performance is good on both parts. It, you know, even even if it's a little contrived, I still think emotionally it pays off. And again, there's there's no luckily there's no jokes in this. This is the only part of the movie where there really are no chuckles, surprisingly, um, because. And again, we saw moments – again, we passed over the moment where everyone's in dire straits. Everyone's trapped. And then, of course, the, the chain comes on and everyone's saved because the chain <laughs> is an amazing song. But yeah, no, I think this is really good. And um, it, everything from here on out's great. Like mm-hmm. genuinely yeah,
1: – Yeah, the part of the movie where I was finally on board in the last like 10 minutes.
2: Yeah, this is where everything comes to – This is where all the sins of this movie – and there are a number of them. I don't think there are as many as you guys think. All the sins are forgiven in this because it all it's all in service to this really beautiful touching ending. That actually I think in the theater I was teary-eyed. I think I got a little misty at the end of this. Uh this yeah. time though, it was one in the morning. I was not misty. But,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was just but it, tired. It, it's
0: just it's a good I I like the whole funeral. And they're also playing uh that Cat Stevens the song Father and Son.
2: Yeah. Okay. A, i on yeah. the
1: Zune. Oh
0: my god.
2: It was, it was no, the Zoon?
1: Gets yeah,
2: his, he gives him a Zune, yeah. Wow, that's really outdating this movie, huh?
1: Well, Kirk that's heads to him, he's like, this is what everyone on Earth's listening to. I think it's the joke.
2: That's the joke. The joke is, like, everyone on Earth's using this. You could put 300 songs on it. And Quill's like, 300 songs? <laughs> and the idea is, it's it's a joke, you know, the Zune. You know, nobody
0: freaking... even when I used to work at Target at the time with the Zune. Nobody bought the damn Zune. That's,
2: that is the joke. That's, that's, and that's the funny thing, you know, obviously, on Earth. So instead of... Because he has his... Walkman crushed, you know, that's part of that's part of the big just like dagger stab to him because you know, he had his mom gave it to him. The whole thing
1: mm-hmm. he even says you shouldn't have killed my mom and crushed my Walkman.
2: Yep. Yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't have killed my mom and crushed my Walkman. And uh, yeah, he gives him that Zune and he listens to Cat Stevens. And this is a very long protracted scene where it just takes forever. But I think it's finally the movie is finally relaxing mm-hmm. and finally just letting these characters breathe letting us breathe We're sending off yondu which not a major character in the film or in the series you know in the guardian of the galaxy universe but one we've spent a lot of time with and who's had a lot of impact especially on the character of quinn he's had a lot of impact on the character of rocket and um he did good he finally did good and the send off is great when the ravagers arrive all in a big group that was cool very and they cool do the funeral, they, the fireworks they, they,
0: they said they yeah. wouldn't do before i like that yeah. Yeah, that's it. Choked me up a little bit there.
2: Yeah, it's gorgeous, and it's it's beautifully done. You see a lot of the other Ravagers. of oh, it Michael Clark Duncan? Right? Is that? Uh, no, he would. Have been oh no, as um, point. not Michael Clark. Uh, he's he's long dead. Ving Ving Rames. Rames. Thank you. How did I write Michael?
0: Clark I Lincoln? recognized him, but I didn't know where I recognized him.
2: Where's he from? Pulp Fiction. Oh, is that uh, guy. Okay. He's yeah, he's on. He's, he's on a been a lot of stuff. I always was remember. That guy was in Sin City, or was that the was that the other one. No, that's Michael no, Clark I Duncan. I think that was Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, Vingrang is has been a bunch of stuff. I always remember him from Pulp Fiction. The yeah, one of the captains from Star Trek Discovery is uh, one of the, the the lady the the lady leader who they flash to. Oh the uh, Asian one, right? Yes. Oh. Yes. She plays um one of the I don't want to spoil the movie she's she has quite the arc movie. She has quite the arc in Star Trek Discovery. Um, okay. I she like was Star the
1: Trek. the Bond girl in Tomorrow Never Dies, too.
2: Oh really? I've never seen it. Okay. I'm sorry.
0: What What are you talking about, there, Mike? There's only he was only in three. He's only in two movies. Uh, I, will de-
1: I. I will defend that movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh... I like it more than Goldeneye. Oh, you wound I, me, sir. We We <laughs> will before we continue on with this. Just let me iterate on go on like James Bond movies. If you ever decide to do this with James Bond movies, which you oh, should which you should no. not. Don't I do will that. not. No. Don't do that. I will um, not. Don't include me because they all are the same to me. I yeah. cannot tell. I've seen – there was a period where my brother was really into James Bond, and we saw maybe – I would say 18 of them, like a ton. He wa- You want to watch every James Bond movie. This was many, many years ago. I cannot tell you the difference between one or the other. I They're all the same to me. So <laughs> they could. all mush together in my brain. So I could very quickly, but I don't want to.
1: You're oh, no, if Benedict Cumberbatch was blind.
0: <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I mean, no, okay. no, it's just nothing. He's just silent. He's like,
3: <laughs> no. Tomorrow
0: never dies. I just don't care for because the whole plot is a guy who wants to start a war because he sells newspapers. But then again, yeah, strange well. things have happened in reality too, like a reality TV show becoming the president for four years. So hey, you know. Uh, All right. Um, and so the funeral, I, I like that they have Sylvester Stallone. You have the you have Lex Luther. Michael Rosenbaum's one line is Iceman, where he says something. <laughs> um, yeah, Miles Man. Cyrus' one line. I liked it, yeah, and then it you got the title card. Yep, that's the end. Really stupid scene with Sean Gunn playing the surrender cheap trick surrender song, and he ends up stabbing Drax with the arrow.
2: I thought it was pretty song.
0: Good. I like. Well, I cheap dead song. that
2: song is uh, phenomenal. Yeah.
1: although <laughs> Jesus, I only know that song because it was covered by Simple Plan on the Fantastic Four soundtrack. And then I went back and listened to the original.
2: Not gonna, not gonna lie. My first experience with that song was less than Jake play. It has a cover <laughs> okay. of it. Okay, I don't feel an- so bad though. On, on the album <laughs> Anthem. So uh, yeah, that they do a cover of Surrender, which is actually I an feel excellent. Like Gandalf cover.
0: Right now, I have no idea. I have no memory of this place.
2: But <laughs> okay. yeah, that gets neat. It's fine. It's a perfect little end scene where he, like he's trying to learn how to use the whistle stick and stabs Drak. <laughs> which I, you know what? Honestly, pretty good and cathartic because he's been such an asshole this entire time. <laughs> It's nice to see him get like a dagger into the shoulder <laughs> that's and him fair, scream. That's, yeah, <laughs> actually, so maybe that's why I enjoyed it as much as I did. Oh, uh, and
0: then you you have the credits. There's actually I missed one of the credit scenes because I apparently I was skipping through the credits. I just wanted to move over with. Um, you have the first credit scene where You have Salone with a crew talking about how they're going to go steal stuff and go be Ravagers, which I'm assuming Salone is going to be in the third Guardians movie whenever the hell that comes out. I'm assuming.
2: Yeah, I assume that they're just they're, – I assume they're just setting up the the, the new crew the, the or the next crew of Guardians, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then you also have – and then there's also a scene that I didn't see because I skipped it apparently where you have Aisha – I saw it on YouTube. Aisha talking to somebody and she showed the big golden coffin and says, I will call him Adam, and that's Adam Warlock coming. Yeah,
2: that's the one that's – now, when you said that earlier, that makes sense. That's the Adam There's the also
0: – because there's the cocoon that Adam Warlock is in is in the background of Guardians of the Galaxy 1. This is the second thing he's in. And I thought he was going to show up for sure in Infinity War or Endgame, and he never did. I guess he's supposed to be in Volume 3 whenever the hell we get that. Yeah. I don't know. Volume 3 is going to be weird when we get that. Cause I think Thor is in that movie, too. Well, yeah, yeah He would have to
1: be, given how yeah. uh, uh, the other Endgame? movies end.
2: Yeah. He, he's, he's basically a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy once, once he leaves. Which is good. I'm very happy with that. He well, after because because now he's a comedic genius. He just belongs on that group now. And just- I, I, I
0: hope Thor so. <sighs> Ragnarok. Well, we watch that. I'm a little scared. <laughs> you, you might, you might
1: should be. Yeah,
0: yeah I am concerned too. Yeah, um, There's at least four Marvel movies next year, right now.
1: They're are supposed to least at least two this year too. So got it, got
0: it. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and also the gold sarcophagus with, with Adam. I was just over my nose. Uh like hey, hey, writers, can we stop referring to god creatures as Adam? Like, we do we have to, like, if you birth something?
1: It was in the 60s. It was. <laughs> I guess, I guess,
2: right? They're like, what could we call a god character? Adam? The Ooh, first of his kind. I yeah. bet you first of his kind. Alright, I think that worked. No, let's not do that anymore. Sorry. <laughs> oh, and then they're also, sex. It happens everywhere.
0: You know, the very final scene where Stan Lee's talking to the watchers are leaving him, and he's like, hey, hey, where are you going? You're my ride!
2: Oh, and you so. missed you missed uh, Teen Groot, which I I I thought. Oh was, yeah, uh, you so. missed that. I'm okay with that though. That's cute. Ah, that's cute. Teen yeah, Groot. it's just
1: Peter acting like a father. Like, no, yeah. no, 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 Yeah,
2: that's cute. <laughs> Thirty-second scene, fine. And then yeah, the final one is Stanley calling after the Watchers, "Hey, can you get me a ride?" Which now makes a hundred percent more sense. Before I was just like Stanley being silly. Okay. <laughs>
1: My favorite part of this viewing was I was watching on Disney Plus, and they now have a feature that you can skip the credits to the next scene during the credits.
2: Oh. I that on my PS4.
1: Oh, I, I don't know. That's what I watched it on. So,
2: what were you watching it on? I watched on PS4. Oh, yeah. PS4? Yeah, I watched. I watched on my computer. My computer. I do sometimes. Anyway, so yeah, and that's 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 it. That's the end of the movie end scene. Yeah, and scene. It was movie over. Uh, I was so <laughs> when it ended.
1: <laughs> it's good to say. I think Mike needs to go first for shelf a box.
0: I will go first. This this is going in the box, but not just any box. This movie is going in a box, and I'm going to take the box, bury it in a hole, and burn it because I will never watch the movie again in my life. I have hated Wait. this movie more than every single movie we have watched on this show Completely. I mean, to me, I just did not enjoy it. It is the worst MCU movie, in my opinion. I know some people like it. I know some people think it's, you know, not their favorite, but they enjoyed it. I didn't laugh at the jokes. I didn't like the way they portray Drax. I didn't like the way they portray Rocket. I just don't like anything about this movie. I didn't really laugh. I just, it's just not, I don't think it's a good movie. I think it's stupid. I think it doesn't connect very well to other things. It doesn't make the characters likable. Even though I know you're trying to, it's just, nope, garbage, in the box, I'm done.
1: So I have a question. You're gonna burn the hole?
0: It. <laughs> I guess that was a joke. I don't know. We're gonna light the box of fire inside the hole? Sure. I don't know where I was going with that.
2: So the ashes may never be seen again? Or yeah, burn the hole.
0: You <laughs> burn the hole. <laughs> so you're gonna
1: bury it all and set it on fire.
2: <sighs> I don't.
0: Think I just did not enjoy it at all and I I I unfortunately went into it not expecting to enjoy it and I so maybe that played a part in it, but I also went into Iron Man three thinking I was gonna hate that. That's on the shelf, so you know, I got nothing. Hmm. Uh how about you, Mike?
1: Uh yeah, it's gonna go not in the devastating box that you're putting it in, but it's gonna go in Bill's box in the garage. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just it didn't work for me. The humor like we said, like it could have been good, but they, they just had to crank it up to eleven every time and take it one step too far one one running joke that we didn't reference that actually got a guffaw out of me was drax mispronouncing what the batteries are called
2: yeah, that was pretty good yeah. they're
1: called herbullary herbulary batteries like, that's not what they're called they're good. but uh other than nebula I pretty much nothing landed for me she was everything she does is awesome and she saves Gamora, and she's just immediately like get over it she's badass but yeah
0: box
2: okay. yeah. and how about you bill well, it's interesting. I, you know, I, this is going to go on a shelf for me. This is going to go on the shelf. And I think this is kind of, as we've been discussing this film, this should be no surprise to anybody. This is a movie where I think perception plays a, a role into your, in how you enjoy it. I think if you go into this as, again, like I've said at, at the open, if you go into this as an action movie, a comic book action space adventure, you're going to be disappointed. This movie is a comedy and it has beats like a comedy and it, Rolls through uh, with all of the benefits and pratfalls of a comedy, because comedy is extremely subjective. You either get the joke or you don't. And when you punctuate every scene with a joke or two jokes, so you end every moment with something funny. You're gonna lose a lot of people, and you're gonna get a lot of people. Um, for me, the jokes mostly land. I agree with your with your with most of the. The tractions about Drax. I think he's poorly made, poorly drawn. Um, just bad ideas. Uh, a lot of the jokes don't work. A lot of them really do. Uh, but the end, all of, it does do a good job of developing these characters through action, through meaningful events. Um, I think Rocket's turn is is great. I think Yondu's turn is phenomenal. I, again, I think uh, Nebula's great. Um, I think everyone gets a moment. Unfortunately, I think Gamora of all of them are probably the least interesting, which is a shame because she should be the most interesting. But I think it does enough good things to make it worthwhile. And the ending of it forgives a lot of sins because it's the ending is one of my favorite endings of any MCU movie, to be honest. So um, this goes on the shelf. This is an enjoyable film that I think is worth seeing again and again, Um, but maybe like high on the shelf, like not easily accessed. You know, I need a ladder. To get up to my like top <laughs> bookshelf,
3: uh, but
2: definitely would like to see it again. And especially my wife enjoys it too, so we watching it together again will be will be enjoyable. You know, in a year or so, I'd watch this like once every couple of years for sure.
0: That's a no for me, dog.
2: Well, if you burn, <laughs> like, if you burn like the state that the whole resides in, like if you have built like charcoal, like a grill. Maybe are you gonna cook it like a like a cobbler inside the hole? Like and I just put want some it holes to never exist.
0: I want to erase it from my memory. I want eternal sunshine to happen, like to forget about this movie and go, Man, the MCU is all just great movies. Well, <laughs> luckily if they never
1: pay off the Adam Warlock thing, this has no bearing at all on the rest of the MCU. Yeah,
2: it really does. I mean, and it, it, none well, of these really do. I mean, it, there's. I mean, now that Thor is a member of the team, I guess now it has more bearing. But yeah, I don't know. I I, I, I respectfully disagree with your assessment, Mister Mike. Um, but I respect. Yeah, I respectfully fast. disagree. I'm
0: I, I'm glad that not, that you guys didn't feel the way I felt. This would have been a much a much different episode if that was the case. Yeah. So I'm okay with that.
2: And I will go on record as saying that this soundtrack is better than uh, Guardians one. Sorry. Wow. Oh yeah, I think it is. Again, I think. Uh, oh, there's the 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 weakest song there's again there's no terrible songs and they're for the most part good to all time greats so
0: and i i didn't i didn't get my uga chaka uga chaka uga chaka for 3 seconds of just going you know with no music
2: yeah you didn't get me railing about how bad those songs are for like 3 minutes like you did on the previous guardians episode i
0: think so you're saying you
1: can't fight this feeling <laughs> uh
2: no no i can't fight the feels. that's this movie
3: No.
0: You know, maybe I'm gonna have a gonna have a pina colada. I think after this, huh? You know? <laughs> I've never had a pina colada, and I never will. But I like that joke. All right, I, I think we should interview what we're going to be talking about next time that we do this. I mean, in your world, you guys listening, it'll only be a you know the next the following next time, like a couple weeks. In in our world, we're taking on a month break from this before we cover the next movie that I'm actually excited to cover, Iron Man Four. Mike <laughs> 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 yeah. Mike made the joke earlier, Uh Spider-Man Homecoming. We're going to be covering, which I'm, which takes place. After this movie, but before Doctor Strange, I'm I'm excited though. I'm I'm I haven't seen Homecoming since I saw it in theaters in 2017, so I'm excited to see how I feel about it the second time watch. Same. Yeah, I actually bought the Blu-ray yesterday, a two pack for ten dollars on Amazon for both. Hey, of them. that's not bad. No, I was like, it was like it was like twenty fifteen dollars for Homecoming and twenty dollars for both of them, or no, ten dollars for both of them. I'm like, this doesn't make yeah. any sense.
1: Oh yeah, these aren't on uh, Disney Plus.
0: No, unfortunately, only the Spider-Man movies, the only two movies that aren't on Disney Plus that we have left in our list.
2: Yeah, because Sony owns the property but loans it to Marvel for 15 minutes so they can shoot a scene in an endgame. Fuck,
0: I hate this so much. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, Cover Spider-Man Homecoming. And uh, Bill, why don't you plug your podcast that will be out at this time?
2: Oh yes, yes. Hopefully, it is. Uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the show is entitled "A Gamer Looks at 40. It's a can uh, be a year long retrospective of the history of games, as told through the stories and recollections of the people who have lived it. So it's got one episode uh, every episodes a year, and it's just going to be a comprised of a lot of the stories and recollections uh, from the uh, the world of gaming and the history of it. Um, I personally feel that everybody knows all the facts and if you know if you're listening to this show you know that mario 2 is doki doki panic you know all of those little nuggets of things but what you don't know are personal stories of people who've experienced these uh this hobby this medium so uh hopefully by this show or something like march or so we probably be out of the nes era by then this is um, i'm I'm hoping for an episode a week. I don't think that's going to happen due to how complex this is already looking. <laughs> just by collecting some interviews already, but there'll be a ride. So uh, definitely check it out. A gamer looks at forty.
0: Okay, I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to listening to that too. I'm also looking looking forward to being on it too at some point too. So,
3: <laughs>
2: I mean, after this episode, how negative you are against this beautiful gem of a film? I don't know. <laughs>
0: no,
1: no room for Baby Groot haters. Sorry.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listen, huh? Hmm. No room for baby group haters. I don't
0: know why I don't like baby group. I just don't. Maybe it's because I own lo- multiple baby group things and my wife likes them. Maybe that's why I don't like them. I don't know. Your she wife likes baby group a t- lot.
2: Your wife has good taste because he she is does. a little, little, charming little lad. She likes baby. She's bought baby group stuff.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but all right. So, yeah. And as we just kind of making a joke, yeah. So we're going to be like, I mean, it won't affect anything. But it just kind of, like to find a point out there. Like, we, we took a break. We came back. We recorded three episodes because we're so far ahead of this. We're taking another break and then we'll come back and record the eight left. Yeah. Hopefully. Who yeah. knows? Maybe we'll be in our break in there at some point if we need it. I don't know, but we'll see. Eight left. Wow. Eight more movies to go in this in this wonderful idea I had a year ago.
2: <laughs> it's good know. though. I've had fun. I
0: don't know. It's we- been fun. It's just been a. It's it definitely it definitely when you watch all these movies in in order like this, it definitely has a different outlook on how you see them. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, I will absolutely. never like. I will never do this with Bond. Never. I will never oh, do God, another no. twenty some no, movie no. set. I might do X Men someday, but I'm pretty I sure. like Mike... six of those. And eh, there's more than that. It's like twelve if you count everything. Really? I think so. I don't want to look blocking at blocking out certain movies. Perhaps. Okay. I don't run, run out of time. I'll do it quick X Men One, X Men Two, X Men Three, uh, X Men Origin Wolverine, uh, First yes. Class, Days of Future Past, The Wolverine, Old Man Logan. uh, Oh, God, the Dark Phoenix movie, New Mutants.
1: Oh, <laughs> it yeah. doesn't They're count.
0: They're all part of that series. So like there's like 12, uh, 13 movies, but we're not doing that. I'm I'm not doing this again. We will probably. I do want to watch Ocean's 11, 12, and 13 with you, Mike, and do an about that. They're great. I mean, uh, have I seen really?
2: 13? Yeah. 12, uh, 11 and 12 are great. And 13, I remember being okay.
0: With Al Pacino, that's a really good movie, too. They are I really fantastic. like 13. I like all three of the of, I watched them all this past week because of Mike and I just could not they were really, really good. A lot better than the shit I just got done watching for this episode. But, <laughs> all right, that about I actually do plugs. If you enjoyed this episode, we got a lot more MC We Check all those out. We went through everything up to this point. We do games every week. We do comics. Definitely check out our other episode. We got a ton for you to look at. I'm sure there's something that you'll find that will catch your interest. Also want to give a shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, aka Mike Stoney from his EP Bite the Bullet as long as the cool kid squad. Definitely check him out. You will see a link in the show notes to his YouTube channel. You'll also see a link to Bill's pod Bill's podcast in the show notes too. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and on YouTube. We are also on YouTube, but there is no video content yet to the show. Maybe by the time you're hearing this, there is, but I highly doubt it. So <laughs> I don't know when we're going that road. So definitely stay tuned for all that. And thank you for listening. And we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.
3: Bye.